1: Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new M.A. Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, I'm here with Ian Harris, very funny comedian slash uh, fighting coach slash odd dude. (laughs) Um, I want to thank our sponsors before the show starts. uh, I want to thank Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid, okay? We see these guys working three Four jobs sometimes, they having to you know do their own fight camp and, and and it's it's horrible. Well, Bubba Jenkins has come up with a way to get fighters paid more, and that's at tipafighter.com. It's not charity, it's about pay for performance. Reward fighters for exceptional performance. Listen, you tip a cab driver, you tip a waiter, you tip a waitress, you tip a stripper, okay? Might as well tip a fighter, okay? They're the ones Entertaining us every single weekend, sometimes even during the week. So tip these guys and girls. Fighters, there's no reason you should not be a tip a fighter. Okay, you're already fighting anyway. Might as well get some more money. And it's for the people in the UFC, people in the RFA, people in Bellator, World Series of Fighting, Titan FC, uh, Invicta, 1FC. Okay, if you're a fighter, you can get tipped. So make sure to check out Tip a Fighter. Also, American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E.com, the best sports and celebrity memorabilia at events. They have signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, everything else. In between, their past signings have included Mike Tyson, uh, Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlis Conan, and more. Check out their website to find out who's signing next. Go to their events, meet the celebrities, and build your man cave. A-I-A-S-E dot The guy's name is Sean. He is a great dude. He sponsors fighters. Couldn't it be a nicer guy? So make sure you check out their website, A-I-A-S-E dot Also, D-Cypher, D-I hyphen cypher, is a lifestyle firm designed to help you reach your full potential through personal coaching. Look, people, everybody needs a personal coach. Everyone can benefit from feedback and an outside perspective. Decipher brings that to you. They'll help you reach your dreams, define success, help you achieve the life you've always wanted. You are never going to find this level of coaching anywhere else. Decipher brings true affordable personal coaching to everybody. So call them at 1-888-731-COACH or, uh, and book your free coaching session. Again, that's 1-888-731-2622. Fighters. When I said everybody, I meant everybody. Decipher has helped fighters learn how to pull the trigger in fights, how to deal with octagon jitters, even help fighters set themselves up for success after fighting. Listen, people, all the MMA Roasted listeners, you get a free intake session. And if you book Decipher long term, use the code ROASTED for 10% off all services. All these services come with a money back guarantees. Don't wait. Go to d and begin your journey towards success. What's up, people? How are you? Bubba Jenkins, by the way, is on his way. We also today have Michael Chiesa on the show, as well as Tim Kennedy, who's on our new show on the History Channel called Finding Hitler, uh, where he is attempting to find Hitler. So uh, every week, you can watch him try to find Hitler. Uh, I've watched a couple previews. I, I, I actually want to watch. I want to find out where I can watch it online, because it looks like a badass show. I just missed the first couple episodes, so I'm going to talk to Tim. I love Tim. He, he's a great dude. He's a great fighter, a great dude, and so is Chiesa. So I'm looking forward to the show. And Bubba coming off his big win in Bellator. Me, uh, I'll talk about a little bit. My, uh, I had a date the other night. Uh, it was, uh, I actually it, it was a fun date. I went out with this girl. It was not off Tinder. It was my first non-Tinder date in a while. This, uh, this hot black girl after my show came up to me, and she's like, you made me laugh so much. You, you know, you, I was in a really bad mood, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, beautiful. So I was like, right. oh, let me get your number. Uh, I got her number, and we went out, and uh, it was interesting. It was... Uh,
2: what? What? Why is that? What's well?
1: That which, she didn't have a job, right? I guess she had like two kids. What are you trying to say? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying no, but I mean, like, but but she didn't have a job at all, which was like a little different. Like she was just collecting support from her 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 uh, baby daddy. Okay, which is fine. And then she was in school, but uh, I don't know. It was just she she was a fun girl. We got a little stoned. I'll, I'll say that we got a little high, and then uh, I may have. Um, well, she was fun, but she was like, here's what happened. She took. I had to go home and like walk my dog, we were out for a drink and I was like, I'm gonna walk my dog and then she started telling me how she had a dog but she gave it away because she never walked it and uh, she said, she's like, I don't need no dog. Tell me when to walk it. And that really kind of bothered me because I'm, I'm, I love dogs and cats. And, you know, being out with someone who doesn't care. I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have had the dog. I'm like, said, but what happened to it? I gave it to my mom. Well, then what happened? I don't know. She's like, listen, I I, I want to walk a dog on my time, and I, which was never. I'm like, but you don't even have a job. Like, right. You're home all day. That's it's not always, like you're out. It's always
2: your time. Yeah.
1: And then she was like, listen, just because I don't work doesn't mean I don't work. Uh, I I go well. What does that mean? She's like, well, just because I'm out, I'm out of job. Sometimes I preach her today. I preach to people, and that's my job. I preach to the, the 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 word of God, and I started telling about her like religion, oh, and, no. and it was just like. So then we <sighs> both got a little stone. She's a very attractive girl, though I gotta say. But we got a little stone, and then she's like, ask me anything you want. So I was like, "You know, probably me smoking pot as I get very honest, so I was like well is your is your hair real you know and she's like, "Look, I got good hair, and I was like well, what, what does that mean <laughs> that she, goes, wasn't the she, question. Goes, she goes, You know what good hair is I'm like, uh better than average hair um <laughs> and then she's like, No, uh, I got good hair, and I'm like, Well, is it gonna be on your head in the morning and then it was just like she laughed it was good, I don't think I'm gonna be seeing this girl again it was a, it was it was a fun uh it was a fun date, but it just—I don't—I don't see this
2: going much forward. Um, yeah, the, yeah. I, the uh, I, I, d- telling you about how she's do, doing preaching, the preaching while. <laughs> Well, having a couple of kids, <laughs> yeah, and then not walking the dog. Well, not walking the dog. Yeah, you know. it's just a lot of
1: uh, hypocrisy yes. in there. Wow. I was actually, I'm, I'm, actually, I wanted to tell Bubba this story because I wanted, I wanted Bubba's input uh, on that, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask Bubba about it we got So, um, did you watch the fights last week? By the way,
2: yeah, absolutely. What well, do you think almost. of
1: the, uh, of the, of the Kelvin Gastelum fight?
2: Um, yeah, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's funny because there's a lot of. I guess there's been a lot of controversy about about it, right? I mean, about, well, about the decision. People, well, it was one of those been, things
1: where he, you know, he won the last two rounds, the third round. It was like how you scored that. I thought he lost it, but he knocked the guy down twice. So was it a ten-eight round?
2: Um, right. You know. Yeah, it's you know that's the thing. I, I, I think I think the first three rounds are pretty decisive, though, don't you think? To, yeah, first to three. Magny? But the
1: thing is, if you knock a guy down twice, right, it should be a ten-eight round. Should be a ten-eight round. That's the that's the you know. That I—that's the only thing where I understand. I—I I wish Kelvin just would have got started earlier. Right. I think the height gave him problems. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you fight a guy that tall, it's—it's it's hard.
2: You know. And, and Magny's—I mean—he's on a tear. Aside from May, the Damien Maya fight, which he took on short notice. Right. Aside from that, the kid's on a tear. I mean, what's it like six? Yeah, uh, seven in a row. Seven
1: in and, a row. You know. But, but like we, we talked about this on Monday, Kelvin will be fine. He's only twenty-four years old. Right. Right. You know.
2: Um, how have you been? What's going on with your life? What's new with you? Same old. Just you know, we had uh, been doing the last couple months not doing comedy, doing fight stuff. So um, we had two shows, an amateur and a pro show last week. Where and I had, uh We had U of MMA on Sunday and I had four people on that show. And then the night before I had a show out for the troops. Um, it was a CFL. It was a pro-amp show out in uh, Joe Stevenson puts it on. And I had two people on that show. So it was like a So you were coaching people on that yeah. show? Yeah. So yeah, I had yeah. seven, did I have seven fights? There's a, no, six fights. And how did you guys do? Uh, we went, uh, we lost one. And we had one draw, but it's one of those fights where we had a kid who, he fought a guy and the first minute of the fight, like the first punch, the dude knocked my guy out. out. Like he went he went down and he was gone. It was a pro or amateur fight? Amateur fight. Right. And the kid jumped on him and was just pounding him. And the ref, uh, Beltran, was going to stop it. He's like, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop him. My dude was getting enough, enough to mo- keep moving, covering up. He was kind of turtled up and the kid was trying to finish him. About a minute of that. And... It's two minute rounds in amateur, you know, unless right. unless you've got a certain number of fights. So the second, so he, my guy hits a single leg from getting from the turtle, turns the guy over, gets to kind of a crucifix position. And he ends the the second half of the round on top, beating the guy, not as brutally as the guy would be. So I gave the other guy the first round. Right. Second round, not much happened. My guy chased the guy around the ring, hitting him with punches. The other guy tried to throw kicks, nothing landed. At the end, my guy picks him up, power slams him, side control, 20 seconds. Third round, my dude takes his takes yeah. his back, mounts him. He's mounted him for two minutes, and and they end up getting a draw. And wow. I'm like, he won five minutes of a six and minute what's fight. What's the name of the, of your guy, by the way? Uh, AJ Lavarius. is is that that was him? AJ Lavarius? Yeah. At the
1: same time, it's got to be kind of a moral victory, right? I mean, to be yeah. out in the first, and also it's kind of a learning experience because you now your guy knows he can get caught, right? And to, if you're gonna start a fight. You know, don't come out with your yeah. hands down or, or whatever, expecting one thing. Yeah. So it's probably a good thing, you know, and knowing that he, he could also bounce back from that is also, you know, a big and the amateurs. No, huge. And plus, amateurs that you know they don't really factor in amateurs. You can I've had guys on the show that like they went 0 three as an amateur and they won their ten the first ten pro, pro fights. Yeah. You know, or guys that got like Ashley Evan Smith, who's now in the UFC, got knocked out in six seconds in an amateur fight. Right. And now she's you know she she beat Fallon Fox in the in the I don't an organization and now she just lost Raquel Pennington, but she was looking great beforehand. So, and she, you know, won her WSOF fight. So, you know, it's just, I I think amateur, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a little torn about amateur MMA because on one hand, I think it's something that the fighters need to see if they really want to go pro. Right. On the other hand, you can get hurt. Getting a lot of damage. You for, don't get paid, right? Uh, and you could, you can, you can get, you can get a, a concussion. I mean, you can get life. Yeah, you, you could never fight again. Yeah, uh, after an amateur fight. So I, I almost think that maybe headgear should be imposed in amateur MA. But yeah. then, are, are it's you getting, hard to roll with? The, but then, are you getting a realistic view? I, I'm a little torn. Yeah. You know, they have shin
2: guards now, which they didn't have at first. They have shin guards. They have shin guards now. The first three fights you have to have shin guards. Were people shins? Was that the main problem though? With shins? No, and they, they <laughs> I, it's it's so it's so random what they do. Like they, the the reason you know that you you can't you can't you know knee to the head, ever. Like you know, obviously in 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 in, in regular rules you can't knee the head of a right. grand opponent, but you can't kick the head of a grand opponent. You can't knee to the head ever, and no elbows to the head ever in amateur, yet. You can still kick to the head. You can still do a lot you of things. Kick to the head? Well, you can't soccer kick, but I mean, you can just—I mean, like a shin to the head oh, hurts yeah, just yeah, as yeah, much right, as. Right, so right. So then they added shin guards, but the, there's just a couple weird rules. Like the, the whole idea is kind of kind of silly. Like I mean, just you know, then originally it was we want two minute rounds because we don't want you know, pro used to be able to under five fights in California, you could do three minute rounds. Right. Now all pro under CSAC is five minute rounds. There are no more three minute rounds in pro. So now they moved. After three fights in amateur, you do three-minute rounds. So I'm like, And then you can lose the shin guards. So after you have three amateur fights, you're basically fighting what used to be a pro fight. No shin guards, yeah. three-minute rounds. It's, it's basically I, a pro I, fight. It
1: feels like they should just be like, you should get paid for amateur
2: fights somehow. Right. I know you can get paid by sponsors, right? You can get paid for travel up to I think up to $400 which is in California which is almost what some pros make. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But I think so, sometimes if you drive like, you know, if if you're driving out to Victorville or whatever like we just did, they'll give you a room in like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, you know, the hard part for me amateur fighting is the guys is that the promoters are making money. They're making a shitload right. of money. Uh and it's sort of like same thing with comedy where you know, you don't pay the comic right. but the promoter makes all kinds of money. A lot of times the fighter has to bring people too. No,
2: all uh, the time pretty much. All the Even time. in amateur there's amateur shows that a couple of people that I won't let guys fight for, most of them are good. They, they offer you tickets. And if you do well, you get a percentage of tickets, which is cool. Right. Um, but there are some, there are, there are amateurs, amateur promotions that have said, if you don't sell 50 tickets, we'll pull your fight. And it's wait. like, wait a second, you're not paying me. Fifty tickets is a lot at fifty dollars. You add that up, as what twenty five hundred dollars. You want me to bring twenty five hundred dollars to make zero? And if I bring in forty five tickets, you're gonna pull my fight it's, when it's I got four It's
1: the 40- promoter's job to per- fucking fill promote. The room, that's their promote. name. It's not. It's not. I mean, look, these guys are fighting. They're, they're obviously not making any money. They're full time right. doing something else. Uh, Now they they have to be salespeople as well and have friends. A lot of people fight because they don't have any friends. (laughs) They want to punch people in the face and get away with it. Uh, Give me a fucking break, man. That's horrible. It's brutal. I understand like a fight, like even when I ran, like when I was in New York City, And we had a club at a strip club, right? A strip club hired me as the promoter. We were having comedy shows. What happened was, uh, it was like back in New York City, uh, John Gotti, Giuliani came out and said anything within, he he wanted to close the strip clubs because of organized crime, but he couldn't legally do it. So he said, any strip club that's like 100 feet from a school can only be like 60% of a strip club. So okay. then the strip club then did like, first they did 40% was like a uh, fine dining. Of course people were like, I don't want to eat fucking steak or have naked right. chicks, herpes next to me. So uh, that was right. it. Then it was like ballroom dancing with the strippers. Right, <laughs> That didn't go. Finally it came out to a comedy show, right? Which they called me and I was like, okay. And I, I was doing, it was like the nicest ever. They treated you great. But I had, to bring, I had to get people in there. So I said, the comics have to bring one person. I go, all you have to do is bring one person, and I'll pay you. <laughs> and, and you'll get a free mail, and, and and then you get funny money as well to get lap dances. Right. So it probably was the best. I'm like, if you can't bring one person, that I can. Right, yeah, one, like, you
2: can bring one, Come Yeah, on. you
1: can bring one person. That's all you got to do. But uh, that was fun. It, it, actually, I almost got in trouble, because I ended up hooking up with one of the strippers, and, and then she quit, because I kind of convinced her to quit, and then like- the organized crime family. I, I got upset because that was like their bread and butter. The strippers. Right. So they got mad at me, and I was. It was the whole thing. Wow. Was like yeah, it ended up turning out okay. But
2: stripping and comedy. My first when I first started doing comedy in I guess the early ninety early mid nineties. There was a play. It used to be Long Beach Comedy Club, and then it became the After Dark Theater. This is like ninety four, ninety three, something like that. And it was mostly a black club. First of all. And I was 20 something, 22, 23 years old. I looked like I was about 16. I looked like the goofiest, you know, white kid ever. So somehow I get the job as the house MC. And they had transitioned, they tried to transition from a comic club into a strip club. The owner of the building said, We can't, I will not have a strip club in my building. Right. So they made it a bikini club right, of course. or a lingerie club. And the, the guy was like, That's still not good enough. So they, they swear to you, my life, it was blues. And strippers, and or, or you know, in a lingerie. And I was the house MC doing oh, comedy. Man. And the first time the guy's like, I just need to go up and do 45. Ah. So I go up and I do everything I can think of. I don't have 45 minutes. I've yeah. been, doing, you know, been doing open mics in LA for a year or two. So I do everything I could to do 45. And then the blues band goes up and then some strippers go up. And then he goes, I need to go up and do another 15. Meanwhile, there's three, four people in the club. <laughs> so it's like they already saw me. It was uh. the most, I had did that for a couple of weeks. And it was the most brutal experience <laughs> well, ever. Meanwhile,
1: black strip clubs are the best. I remember, one, I remember going to one in New York. And uh, they didn't even have chairs. They had wall dances. You stood up against <laughs> a wall, and chicks, like, attacked you. But And it was, like, $3 for a wall dance. <laughs> and, and basically, chicks just gyrated on you. Uh, it was insane. But I black strip clubs, they know how to have... Even I went to the black strip club out here with a buddy, and it was, it was like, bikinis. But it was, like, dirtier than I've ever... Right. Any, any girls, but they were naked. I mean, the stuff they were doing, they might right, been having sex. It, it was pretty damn funny. I remember a similar story to that is... I was plunging toilets at the New York Comedy Club <laughs> to get stage time on 24th, between 2nd and 3rd. And I was, I was like a, a year into comedy, not even a year into comedy. I was like a couple months into comedy, and I would have to, I'd have to plunge the toilets, and then I'd, I'd do like three minutes at the end of the show. <laughs> and uh, in New York, they would have these prom shows where the whole prom, after the prom, all the prom kids would show up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And that's, that's their thing, right? And, and so the, the limo was late. So, the, the booker, uh, Ozzy, who was the manager, says, Adam, uh, so all the comics left, thinking they're not going to show up. Sometimes the problem wouldn't even show up. So, uh, the, he goes, how much time can you do? I said, I don't know, three minutes? He goes, can you do 45? Uh, I said, sure, right? So, I, so the, he, Ozzy goes on, is packed with kids, and... Uh, he goes, this next comedian, you've seen him on MTV, Comedy Central. I'm looking around thinking someone else showed up, you know, like, right. who, who the fu-? I didn't even know that you could even lie about credits back then. <laughs> right, exactly. They go, give it up, you know, for Adam Hunter. So I, I, I go on. I do, like, 45 minutes, because I was, at the time I was 19 years old. So uh, the kids were 17. Right, so you I, related I had, to him. I could talk to them about anything. I was just right. uh, having a great time. Afterwards, I smoked a joint with them. They're like, holy shit, we just smoked a joint with Adam Hunter. Like, like I was some big snake. I was plunging the toilets an hour before. So then, uh. So then, the next day, I get a phone call from uh, from Ozzy, who goes, "Hey, man, I, I love what you did. We want to book you, book you on the road, man. You're gonna do." Uh- you're gonna do Newport Beach man Virginia Beach going to, we're gonna book you you and a magician called Gemini so I'm like, I'm like fuck yeah dude I, I've like made it he goes meet at the, the west side uh, meet at like the west side highway in like 10 minutes so I get, I'm like sure so I'm on the west side highway this fucking magician shows up right in like, in like a truck in like a van not
2: now with a smoke ball a creepy van right
1: so he, he shows up his name is Gemini he goes put your stuff in the back I put my stuff in the back there's a fucking chicken in the back right like a, <laughs> Like a uh, like a chicken and like an egg. He's like, takes, like he's like oh shit! I I didn't know this or whatever whatever lays eggs. I don't know if chickens lay. So, so then um so then I I'm I'm in the front and I'm like first our, our first stop was like an all black comedy club right uh, in like a hotel. It was all black and he comes out there with a uh, he had this doll named Sonny. And, this, and the and the and the doll was black. So he whips out a doll, named, a puppet named Sonny, And I'm like, oh, we're gonna get fucking killed. Because so
2: he was a white guy. I'm he was assuming. a white guy, yes. Italian
1: guy, going with a black puppet right. in front of all black people. And they were like, oh, hell no. I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna get fucking killed. Right. But he was a professional. He he like pulled it out. The guy right. the guy he I thought he was a genius. He literally <laughs> had a dick puppet. He had a dick puppet, like he, <laughs> a dick with two balls. Right. He really people are like, oh, bought the dick puppet. He actually had a, a fucking dick <laughs> wow. puppet. So uh, but he told me one of the funniest stories was like he was telling me the story how he was driving one day and his van like went on fire He got into a car accident van went on fire and it was a huge like car accident and he's watching his van like burn with all his shit and every like the whole block is watching this van burn and he's like oh fuck my puppet right so he fucking runs in because he said it was like a twenty thousand dollar puppet right. at the time and he, and he takes out this huge black body and everyone thinks he rescued like a black kid, you know? <laughs> so they're all like, they're all cheering. Like, oh my God, like he saved this black kid because like, it, it looks like a, a, that person, you know? And then he said he, he was holding it by like the head and it got like decapitated. Like the whole thing fell, it was like burnt. <laughs> so then everyone started like screaming. Like, oh my God. So he said, he said, he walked around like throwing his voice, like it's okay with, it. I'm all right. But I, I remember him telling me, like, I don't even know if that's a real story, but he, he told it to me. And I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. He told it to me like, I don't know, 17 years ago when I first started doing comedy.
2: I Actually, somebody gave me a, you know those grappling dummies? Yeah. Somebody gave me one of those and he had it stored and it was wrapped up in plastic garbage bags. Yeah. And I was trying to get it in my trunk. (laughs) I was stuffing it in my trunk in Culver City and people are driving by and they're seeing me try to stuff this b- plastic wrap oh, body my into my trunk, and people are, like, freaking out. So what I started doing is I started kicking it. Yeah, And I'm, like, going, get in the fucking trunk, and I'm <laughs> kicking it. And people were freaking out. It was the funniest shit ever, though. People were like, oh, my God. A couple people drove by, and they, they figured out, and they were laughing. But a couple a couple old people thought I was actually stuffing my wife in the trunk or something.
1: There were these two kids in, like, Long Island, who I remember when I was in middle school, like, two of, like, the worst kids in my middle school that I would have, like, a... They made, like, a Lifeside, like, doll and they put it on a bridge and they would like this like and they would throw it over to cars that, as they we're driving and then drop it so that they, they would think they hit a, a person. Oh, and then they would just that was the funniest thing in the world. And then how
2: many people did they kill? <laughs> I
1: have no idea. I remember those kids though. Anyway, Bubba Jenkins just showed up. The uh, Hot off his victory in Bellator. I'm steaming right now. I'm steaming. Me and Greg Wilson watched it. Greg yeah. almost got thrown out of the bar. He, was, he He was, was cheering so loud. He was a little riled up. Oh my, people were going, people were coming over and they're like, can you quiet down? He's like, that's my friend Bubba. And he almost got to a fish
0: fight during, during your fight. Yeah, man, awesome. He, so, I, saw your, I saw your Periscope with you guys hanging out and laughing and it was cool, man. How I are you, man? It. I'm good, man. Like I said, um, you know, we fresh off the victory. I'm feeling good about it. I would still be sitting here had we got knocked out, so <laughs> anybody thinking I'm only here only to both, obviously not. You know, family's good. You know, the, uh, the best holidays are coming up, so, you know, I'm a happy man. I'm blessed. I'm feeling good. I was a
1: little worried about you, though, man. First Dude. of all, I was worried that you were Periscope too much <laughs> you, you were periscoping Like before the fight you, uh, uh, During you, du- uh, During the rounds. weigh-ins yeah. you, uh, that, that the- gets
0: your fans in that gets your Like the, you want to know What I'm doing right now right. You know Okay the Bellator Main card just started What's I wonder what's Bubba's doing? If he's, is he warming up? Is he sitting there? And it, you know, especially if I'm already gonna warm up anyway and I have someone there to periscope. I wasn't periscoping, but it was on my periscope. Right, you know right, right. I mean? so right. it's good to let people know what's going on with you. What are you doing? How how do you how do you get ready? Where your mindset is. Does you made you look me yell ready? the TV though. Did I make you made yell me up? yell the TV? Uh, what are you doing? Get out of the car. <laughs> and then yeah, the no, guy no. with his
1: arm I'm like, what? Other, Stand up you know and punch this fool. <laughs> you know what though? Other people well, we'll go through the whole fight. But oh, other man. other 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 people, uh, I would be like more worried, but I know that you're Bubba Jenkins and uh-huh. e college wrestling like you thrived off like being the center of attention, right, right. kind of being the star. So I was like, you know yeah. what? This is this is Bubba's game right now. Uh-huh. Bubba's in his element. So take us through fight week. So you take you get to uh, Oklahoma, what happens?
0: Uh man, we almost got in a fight in the elevator. It was, it was, we almost got in a fight twice. You and Jordan? We, yeah, me and Jordan. We got in a fight. Three, we, there was three. Opportunities. One, we actually, because it was time to fight. Right. The other two were leading up to the fight. Um, I was coming down to cut some weight, and he happened. we were on the 10th floor. I don't know what floor you're on. I think we stopped on like the 6th or 7th, and he ended up getting in. Me and Antonio was already in the elevator. It was just me and him, and he ended up coming in on the elevator with one of his friends, you know, entourage kind of thing, and, and he's just staring at me. And I'm just like, yo, what, what are you looking at, son? Like, I'll bury you right here. Like, we're already going down. We're already in a casket-sized space. <laughs> I'll bury you right now. What's up? And he was like, oh, you talking on that? Oh, you know, we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm going to turn your bury wish. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, You got a death wish. You know, just talking that trash. And my coach had to get in between us because it's two days before fight day. And, you know, they just had the whole pit bull. And, yeah, and you haven't and made Rob weight Brooks. yet. No, so we haven't got, made so weight
1: you're yet.
0: you're probably. Oh, co- I'm fuming. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to go. At this point, I'm done with the talk. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I just want to know what he's staring at. You know, especially when you're cutting weight, you're on edge. So yeah. if your opponent's just staring at you, literally almost, almost almost, almost bumping me chest to chest staring at me. And I'm just twisting my hair trying to stay calm. And he's just got – he's just – I mean, I feel his face. You know what I mean. So I'm just like, yo, what are you looking at? What's up? Like, you want to do something right now? I mean, we can we can get it on for another 12 seconds before this door opens up. And you know, the door opened up, and I was like, after you, bitch. Kind of, you know, like, you know, you call him bitch. Yeah, we were we were (laughs) the the version I just gave you was PG 13 for sure. You know, but I was just like, after you, bitch. You know, I'm gonna be. uh," I said, go ahead. And he was like, yeah, you you gonna come after me? You you walk after me? And I was like, no, I'm just gonna be behind you on your ass all night. So I just want you to get a taste of what it feels like for me to be behind you letting you get in front of me kind of thing and uh so we went our separate ways and then we they during weigh-ins they cattle us to the scale like like cattle literally you yeah know, one guy on this side the other guy right next to each other and because they had heard about the elevator incident they had you know five or six security guards back there with us and a couple bellator reps you know so um I, I was just like Yo it's game time son Ain't no more talking Ain't no more elevator visits You know All your interviews It's over It's game time That's basically What I was saying to myself But saying it out loud And he's two feet away from me Right You know what I mean And, and his uh, entourage Same guy that was on the uh, elevator Started talking He's like Oh now you wanna start talking Now you wanna start talking Do you feel jumpy now You feeling froggish I'm just like Yo Parsons Why your bitch got more bark than you well, You know what I mean And he was like Oh that's my bitch Hey no this is my night This is my night You know And it just got into this like Pretty epic There's some video of it. I don't know where to get it, but I know there was a lot of people videotaping. Yeah, yeah. we, we got loud, we got really loud, and uh, the the guard separated us. And the then Bellator guys were like, "Hey guys, you guys made your point." And I just started laughing. I was cracking up. I was there. Um, Bubba McDaniel's was on the card, so me and did him. Bubba were McDaniel laughing. win by the way. Yeah, he won. Okay, he won. Um, so me and him were laughing and you know just talking. And and I was uh, I did RFA with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was fighting, yeah, yeah he was fighting Sniper. Me and Sniper were cool. So no one really knew uh, not knew of Jordan, but no one was really on. His side you know right. i was laughing with my with the guys that were back there who were my friends who were also fighting and i was just like you see how rowdy he's getting you know what i mean that's that's a sense of nervousness that's yeah. a sense of scaredness you know so i saw the one periscope cool. where you said he had a bad weight cut he was like balled over and yeah yeah like... no he um i showed up one of the lightest guys there you know you know how like if you would, when you get there on tuesday they weigh you in to make sure how close are, is everyone we yeah, want to yeah. make sure we got a good card so how close is everyone and everyone was probably Averaging around thirteen over a couple days out, I was. I showed up at nine and a half. Um, the next day I came in. I, he hadn't weighed in yet. The next day was a Wednesday, day before weigh-ins. He was he was still twelve over, and I was just like, Mm-mm, "That ain't, that,
1: that ain't <laughs> now, gonna help you." Now, let's talk about the actual fight itself. Right. Uh, the first fight, the first round, I thought was close. Yeah, uh, yeah. you were talking a lot. Yeah, uh, you were having fun. You I were, was having. a good You time, were bro. smiling. Um, Jimmy Smith gave him the first round. you had three takedowns. I saw the three takedowns won you the round, but were you, did you, what did you think of the first round?
0: Uh, And I don't want to, I want to give all the credit to Jordan, you know, me and, and after the fight, we were very respectful. You know, he was like, "Hey, you brought it, man. I, you know, that was the fight that I wanted. I just didn't step up to the plate. I thought you would quit, and you didn't." And it was just like respect. You know, it was yeah. real cool. Obviously, we had to sell the fight, and we did. You know, we right. did a great job of really making it really animosity, but it was real. It wasn't like we were only selling the fight. I yeah, really yeah. didn't like him leading up to the fight, and I, you know, we're acquaintances. We, I'm not going to go fishing with the dude, but, right. um, the first round, I. The whole fight, I just stayed too relaxed. You know, I there was a time that I probably should have went to a ten. The whole fight, I was at a seven, seven and a half. You know, I didn't fight my best fight. You know, I, did, I didn't. Especially my girl telling me, you know, it was okay. <laughs> but my girl gonna tell me that. My girl's hard on me. She was like, "You were okay. I give you a C plus. You know, but I gave myself a B minus. You know, I didn't fight the A A fight. But the biggest thing that I wanted to do going into the fight. was... Because there was so much tension was to stay calm. You know, earlier in my career, if I didn't like the guy, or if I, you know, had some kind of animosity, I would go to a ten real quick, and then I'd be gassed out. Kind well, of. Well, a six
1: minute wrestling match is different, also, than a fifteen minute fight. Absolutely.
0: So, and 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 anxiety on top of that, a lot of people don't know how mentally you can drain yourself. You think that you're in great shape, and if you mentally are angry or to this or to that, pumped up, you can drain yourself out without having even done anything. You know what I mean? But sorry. So the second power.
1: round, you kicked the guy in the head. Yeah. Head kick. You, you had Beautiful. him out. Right. I mean. You had him on. He was stanky leg. Yeah, he was out doing the Carlton. I I was salsa dancing. Carlton
0: Hotline Blink. I heard it all
1: at that time. Like. A couple of things you could have done. Right, you, you could have. Trust <laughs> me, I've seen. I've
0: seen it five times. You right? could have I, just.
1: You could have just ground, pounded him, them, fisted them, They probably right. would have called a fight. Right. You could have went for a front guillotine. Uh-huh. Maybe do that. Or you could have even secure, on the back a ch- secure a rear naked choke. Yeah.
0: Instead, you, you. I did nothing. It, what, what,
1: what, what, <laughs> what? What? What happened? <laughs>
0: well, okay, my mind was racing. First, when I kicked him and he started like wobbling like that my first reaction was to laugh. Honestly, I I didn't, I didn't think about like, Oh, I kind of let out a giggle laugh. Videotape it. If if only, if if Herzog could tell you, if Herzog (laughs) could tell you what was going on, he, he he probably would tell you he heard me laugh. And it was just like, Oh, (laughs) you know, but I was like, Oh, I got to get on him, you know? And then I I had, when I was trying to take his back, he had already revived by the time I grabbed him or hit him with that first uppercut to like see if he was going to be out or not. He was already stiff. He was already like, physically back you know what right. I mean. maybe not mentally there but he was already wrestling me good enough to not get exposed so I, I was trying to take his back he had his leg there he had you know basically his arm out blocking my hip so i continued to try to punch him then i decide okay if i'm not if he's not going to be out and i can't punch him out knowing that my gas tank is about a quarter right now and yeah. we have a whole third round so i'm not going to try to go crazy right now. and i've seen him recover fights you know And there's been times in his past fights where he's been rocked maybe not as bad as that one but he has recovered so it's like to me i'm not going to try to push this car up the hill and then not be able to make so it you to were top. worried
1: about gassing out a,
0: a little bit but more so i was where i wanted to cont- keep the position i wanted to keep the position so i front headlocked him in order to basically front headlock him and go around and hopeful hope that he pulls guard in which he did but he pulled guard while trying to go for an armbar you know yeah well so,
1: now how how in danger were you when he had that kimura
0: not i i, didn't, I the whole fight, I didn't feel in danger. At no point did I not see a punch, or did I not feel or see something coming.
1: Now, in that first round, right? Because uh-huh. your wrestling is so damn good, and you, you showed your kicks, which I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, he really he wasn't kidding when he said he could do those wheel kicks. Mm-hmm. At one point, he yeah. had a wheel kick to a double. Right. He, he, he had stuffed it, yeah. but it was still and beautiful. And I, and,
0: I, and I cut the angle. No, we had been practicing like leg kicks or inside kicks, and then on the ground kicks to to my shots, you know what I mean? So we're, we're mixing up the game. We're no, not you, trying to stay simple. It's like, almost like
1: I was telling Greg, I was like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, but some people were like, he's got stuff to work on. I go, yeah, but he has good problems to work on. He has like a finishing problem. When you have a guy hurt, finish. Not problems like I'm getting finished. We have to work on myself getting uh, finished, uh, you know? Of
0: course, I have a million things to work on. Like I said, I think I did 10 things wrong and people only saw three or four. What were the 10 things? Um, I stayed too calm. Okay, I never turned up the pace even though even though I saw him hurt. Like there was a couple times in the first where I kicked him in his lung or kicked him in the liver and I saw him wince and kind of back off. And ha- and I knew that and he knew that and and instead of like start stalking him a little bit, I kind of laughed and I ca- I kept bouncing around. Um I let him control where we were. I didn't let him control what we were doing, but I let him control where we were doing it, you know what I mean? And that's why I think they probably gave him some people gave him the first round. He he decided that we were going to dance here there there, and I decided which dance we were doing whether we whether we were dug in salsa in, or whatever um, anytime the we were about to blow or do something I would I would commit I would do my thing and I would get out of there um, so me knowing that I heard him I should have probably stepped on the gas a little bit more I should have went to a 10 and, and and then brought it back down to my 7 or 8 and increase my pace the whole fight the, the first fight throw was there. beautiful now I hated it I really, absolutely why? hated it if you see me in the gym or if you like I I get perfect fives on my throw, especially my, I'm not going to lie, I I hated it because at the end when I, and I've been talking, oh, I'm going to hurt this guy, I'm going to hurt this guy, and then I get him in a perfect suplex where I can throw him on his head, and I've done a million of them. You could knock him out? There's people in my gym that are like, Bubba, we're friends, and you have thrown me on my head. Why, at this point, you get the perfect suplex against a guy you don't like, and at the very, very end, you can see me turn, almost in a sense of like, I I don't want to throw him on his head, you know. Why? why did you do that? I don't. I don't know. I really. That's why I didn't like the suplex. Probably because you're used to doing that for like your partners. Yeah, and I usually him turn him a little bit, but this it wasn't a habit of not knocking camps, man. him. Yeah, yeah. Camps. It wasn't a habit yeah. of not throwing him on his head, but it was in more of a. I just stayed cautious. I just stayed calm, and, and had I been at a ten, I would have tried to you throw him on his so head. Don't When he had you because I had watched all his fights prior right. to the interview,
1: and I and I had seen most of his wins were coming from a front a front guillotine mm-hmm. and a couple times he had you in that position the against cage, the cage yeah. and I'm like yeah. fuck you 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 were right because you're like we're working on defense. We've been working
0: on it so far, and, and so you long. clamped down, right? That was I, I was I was hoping that the the thing that he didn't do that I was actually hoping he would do was like completely jump to his back and get try to go for the guillotine. He tried to lock up a little guillotine here, and I had my 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 uh, my hands on my chin on on his hands, and I was fighting it, and I was just like I kind of like I didn't give it to him, but I kind of was like now is your opportunity to jump to your back and commit to it because I was going to try to rain elbows on him, knowing that I was basically already out. You were know? you? Play- Playing with fire at all, you think? I, I played with fire a little bit. And that was one thing, that was one of the mistakes that I did. I, I, I didn't have to give him anything. You know, he missed 20, 80% of his punches. At no point did, was I in range to be hit. Um, I, there was times that I let my hands drop when yeah, I didn't your really hands have low. To. I really, really, I really didn't have to. I could have kept my hands up. There was no point where I was too tired to not put my hands up. But like I said, I made so many mistakes, and I think he fought a really good fight. I don't. I wouldn't say that was his best fight. Fight. He no, could he, have. he's
1: tough. I mean, he stuffed a lot of your takedowns. To stuff yeah. your takedowns mm-hmm. shows, like, I mean, I don't know. Most people in the world can't stuff your takedowns. He right. stuffed a lot of them. But what I said was like, Bubba okay, he stopped a couple takedowns, Bubba still took him down 10 times during the fight. Right, right. You know, whereas like Ronda Rousey... It would have been a major
0: decision had had they been scoring wrestling, I'd beat him.
1: Whereas like Ronda Rousey went for that judo thing once or twice (laughs) and gave up on it. You know, I mean, granted she wasn't in the same position as you were, but, but it was like, it just shows you like, okay, you may stop Ten takedowns. Yeah. I'm still gonna get ten on you. Yeah. Uh, which he I stopped, thought, He
0: actually stuffed two of my takedowns, and I scored on six of them. Yeah. Which so was I was, okay, I was okay with being six out of eight. You know, which was
1: great. I mean, you have so much uh, promise. You, it's <laughs> like you have all these not things. there yet. Like I you, said, you have. But 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 you could just see it. You yeah. you could see the.
0: You could see all of it. You're Each like, fight, I get better, and that's what I want to do. You know, but I also—it's not that I don't want to show my future opponents everything that I have, but I also have not shown what I do in the gym. I'm still not the guy in the gym that I am in the cage. Once you guys get to see the guy that's in the gym, I'll—I'll I'll, I'll be like, that's the Bubba that everyone's waiting for. Some people are like, oh, I've given up on Bubba being an elite fighter. I'm like, listen, I fought a C. To my girl, I fought because she's seen me fight in the gym. I mean, I hurt people. I do what I want. I, you know, I play around, but I'm also serious. I increase the pace. I start crushing people. I start, <laughs> you know, doing what I need to do. And in this fight, I kind of just stayed calm. I kind of just was in the moment. I wanted to entertain the crowd, but I also wanted to dominate. And I really didn't dominate like Pe- I wanted people to. People are so
1: dumb. They've given if up. If you ain't got yeah. no
0: haters. You-
1: I mean, people you are. So, I guarantee enough. a lot of people gave up on Holly Holm being an elite fighter right. after her Raquel Pennington
2: fight, yeah. and, and and now all of a sudden, you know, uh, look look at, look at her now. So but what matters though is self awareness. You yeah. you you know it. You know that you need to work on stuff. You oh, yeah. know what you need to work on. Oh, yeah. and you're recognizing. Issues, anxiety, man. I, it's I, big, man. I, I see. I, I would say a, more than fifty percent of the people I've worked with have major anxiety issues. Some of them deal with it. Some of them don't. Some of them try to deal with it and never get over it. Some of them deal with it and and get over it. Right. But if you can't admit, go, hey, I've got to deal with these issues. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be. The person, the per- <laughs> person who who is always a gym fighter and right. can't deal with it, and right. and sometimes you got to pull back to that seven in order to deal with it, so that eventually you can turn it back up on your own terms. Right. If right. you're not controlling it and you're always at a ten. And Jordan you're, you're, Parsons also
1: is a good fighter. You, you, you made him not look like a good fighter. Right. But, right. I mean, I was at the Jordan Parsons fight where he beat a guy that was 36-0 and from Mexico when we were in, uh, in uh, uh, Pechanga. Temecula, uh, Pechanga yeah. together. Yeah. So he's a good fighter. Uh, you made him not look that good. Were you concerned at all at the end about it not going your way?
0: See, I thought I had won three rounds to none. Being in the cage and obviously super biased, <laughs> I, <laughs> thought, I thought it was three to zero. I thought, okay, so. If, if If we're going to count the striking game in the first period, right, no one landed any significant strikes, but then I had three takedowns and one three takedowns and a suplex. So if we're going to go, what did you do oh you he backed you to the cage. Yeah, that's great. But I took him down. I I suplexed him. I I landed a little bit of ground and pound. I I had a stiff jab and I had a good body kick. Second period, I clearly won. I I almost knocked him out. I almost finished him. And in in my eyes, I could have got a ten eight because the striking I yeah. won, the wrestling yeah. I won. I almost finished him. I think in my head that's a, that's an 8 you know yeah. if you almost get finished i think i mean if you survive and you just lose then Could that's have a easily nine been a 10, eight. yeah it's a nine but if you almost get finished and you know people are like oh you got to do this you got to do this. of course I, i'm you know trust me i know i, I got to finish that you were guy there. i'm yeah. ten, you know with 10 of my wins i have seven finishes so it's not like i lack the the bite or the fire or the blood in the water to finish is that at that point in time I kind of just stayed calm. Were you worried like, about punching I'm him back this. into because we talked about it on the show people who get punched back like they wake him up with a punch. I was not worried about that because by the time I hit him and felt him I already knew he was awake. Right. You know what I mean? Had I, when I jumped on him and, and, I, and I tried to push him more, like I tried to bowl him over with my hips to see how in there he was how, yeah. how, how awake he was and when I realized I couldn't bowl him over with my hips I just tried to start Upper punching him, like you know, not uppercutting from a distance, but just trying to hit his head, knowing that you know I just now in the first
1: round you had his back standing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people, it seems like if you watch some of these Brazilians. Who, who are just born grapplers, they jump on them mm-hmm. and become a, a knapsack, right? They call yeah. it the knapsack. Like being a book bag. Yeah, being a book Siding. bag. Now, if you would have done that, you
0: might have choked him out, right? Yeah. Um. When I had his back and I put my legs in and then I kind of hopped up on his on his back, he had really good wrist control and I didn't want to strain holding myself there. So I just put my foot down and I try to, you know, work oh, towards it was the getting wrist control. So yeah. you, 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 he had really good position, man. Um, even when I had that, when I hurt him in the second, I was going for what I would call when you throw the leg over the head and you put your leg over his back and you you choke him from basically underneath you
2: like so, a Peruvian necktie. Yeah, kind of I yeah.
0: was I was thinking about the Peruvian necktie because I had I had a guillotine arm in guillotine. Then I took my arm out and I tried to do the regular guillotine. He we're still rolling around. I put my arm back in and I'm like, okay, Peruvian necktie. And then he had already rebounded and he's starting to go for a bar arm so I mean in my, I was just racing you know what I mean but I stayed calm so I, I, like I said I made so many mistakes I was mistakes, so happy man. for you though man yeah, first yeah. of all
1: and also you also helped break the streak of co-hosts losing <laughs> <laughs> people were giving me such a hard time people about, were tweeting at me about uh, that about Bubba Ma- broke the streak you did because yeah. Marina lost and Jake lost and <laughs> Luke Barnett on and Alan lost so yeah. everyone's like even though Alan did win after being our co-host by the way yeah. and Jake so did Jake after the Kostak fight people seem to remember the ones that you lose and then yeah, uh, you know. so I'm happy that you broke the streak. No now doubt. Uh, I'm happy I, to do
0: that for you. There's no, no there's no
2: and there's no way honest there's no way you would have you lost that you lost that fight. I mean that the
0: yeah some it's one, not of even, the, one of the judges gave him the fight. Yeah, yeah I I know, ridiculous. I mean, to I mean, me I'm just like okay I can see it uh 30 29 30
1: 28 I thought he was winning the second half of the third round until you got take takedown and then beat
2: him. The- I, th-
0: I think I think the the third round was a draw. That was the, To me, it was like, okay, I was winning, then he had an onslaught, and then I walked away. With they
2: they need 10 to 10 7 start 7. doing more. They're doing it, they're trying in California. There's a couple judges that are really pushing it. They need to start, I, I think, uh, actually, Big John's one of them. They have to start scoring more 10-8 rounds and giving it a little bit easier 10-8 round because in boxing, one knockdown is a 10-8 round, 10, 8, period. 8, 9, 9, 9 and period. No, no, and no you, questions you, about You can it. knock a guy down. And there's no, there's no stopping and starting him in MA. And not a knockdown should necessarily be a 10-8, but if you, if you mount a guy and you're on mount for three minutes, punching him in the face, and 10-8. the ref's like, I'm going to stop it, I'm going to stop it, and he doesn't stop it. that's a 10-8, right. easily. And if you, if you rock a guy drop him twice or, or really almost have him finished... It should be a ten eight on mm-hmm. everyone's cars. Yeah. Otherwise,
1: what's the point of? Yeah. Now, also, I know that before the fight, you had not had sex with your wife for a mm-hmm. month. Uh, you there
0: was no sex. Fight night, baby, on the way. Really? Uh, fight no, night? Of, of course, of course, we had sex again. Now, how, now, place.
1: did you could you come in three seconds or what?
0: Yeah, but <laughs> with, with it being with it being what it was and how long we haven't had sex, it was like. You, you know that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to take a shower, and we're going to do this thing again. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, are you going to join me in this shower? I mean, of So course how it. many times that night did you— uh, we, we 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 won a couple rounds. Like three or four? We won a, we won a championship. You won more five. rounds with, with your wife than Parsons? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. And I stayed calmer with her than I did with Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the baby with you. Where was the baby? He was asleep, man. He uh, was okay. Asleep. He was in the same room? Of course. Oh Is that— I mean, scat- That's— I mean, my baby sleeps with us all the time. Oh wow, that's yeah. all right. So, and,
1: and and now since then, it's been a week. Have you just been every day? Just
0: no. I actually, I I had to go speak to the troops in in in, uh, in Virginia. Okay. So I only had one night with her. That's why we kind of went championship rounds four rounds championship rounds
1: championship rounds (laughs) five
0: rounds five (laughs) rounds and then I had to go to Virginia to speak to the troops so uh, a bunch of the the troops were retiring including one of my my stepfather and you know they wanted me to speak to them they actually gave me a pretty cool plaque and and thank you for your not thank you for your service but thank you on behalf of the military for this they gave me a flag and everything that was pretty cool
1: no I was really really happy for you man Uh, that was uh, I was was, was so happy I I was so happy for you and you know what it's, it's it's good for you to get this experience. If you, if yeah. you would have stopped in the second round, it might have been cooler. But, you know, it's yeah, good for you to also— Definitely like, would have been
0: better for my record. But to take a win and have enough to work on as if we took a loss is always what you want. You know, you, you always want to learn from your wins. Because a lot of people don't learn from their wins. They, oh, I did a good enough job, yeah. I'm moving on.
2: And you're not injured or anything, right? No, no. no.
0: I, I my ankle hurt a little bit the next day because— From the kick? From the kick, but also I caught a elbow. I, I I kicked him in his rib three times and on one of those occasions I caught an elbow and he checked I don't know if you guys saw it I had a mean inside leg kick boom and then I faked the jab and I had to turn my whole body around another inside leg kick and he, and he it. checked it okay. so hard oh, I, feel, I I had to look at my ankle to make sure that I wasn't uh, oh. silvered up I had to make sure that I wasn't Anderson <laughs> Silver for a second wow but I didn't limp it off I did I just kind of like gritted on a bit on my mouthpiece and I started moving but I, I I definitely got hurt with a check for sure so who do you want to fight next Ah man, I, I don't know, man. I just I I just want the next person to put me in position to be a t- to fight for the title. You know what I mean? I don't want to go backwards. Obviously, you know you want a guy that you can beat. Everybody wants the guy that you can beat, but I also want the guy that can set me up for the title. Do You
1: want to be on that card on the uh, the Kimbo or uh, the the Kimbo Dada Shamrock? Is that in Japan? No, no, that's uh, it's in February. It's not in Japan. It's in Houston. I think it's in Houston. Yeah, yeah. I
0: would love to be on that card. All right,
1: Bellator, listen up. He wants to be on that card, okay? Uh, yeah, we're
0: ready to go again. I'm going back to practice. To, uh, well, not tomorrow, but on Friday we're going back to working out. And
1: I was talking about how I had a date with this uh, with this hot black girl with, uh-huh. uh, two nights ago. Yeah, uh, she Dipping was okay. Chocolate. It went all right. Uh, I was I was I was telling her halfway through. She said that she didn't walk. She didn't, she got rid of her dog because she never walked her dog. And that was kind of I don't need no dog. Tell me when to walk it. And <laughs> that kind of that kind of turned me off a little bit. Yeah. And then I and then she said she didn't have a job. And I was like, well, you're oh, home all day. Nah. She's like, well, I may not have a job, but I. Didn't it may not work, but I preach to people about my God and about God, and that's her job. I'm like, okay. okay. She's a preacher. But she's not a preacher. She just goes around preaching to
2: people. Like, she's not actually... So yeah. she's homeless. She's not an <laughs> Wait, no job, walks around preaching, and has a dog she don't take care of. She's homeless. I know, we got a little high, I, I
1: asked her if her hair was real,
0: and she's like, I got good hair. Yeah. I, I don't know what that meant. You know what that means as a black person? Well, it's, it's good. Of, I mean, she could be dodging it and just saying that I have good hair, or... She, she can mean that she has good hair. Like, this is my hair because it's a lot of people have some nappy hair. No,
1: no, she said it, it's good hair because she can curl it and straighten it. Yeah. Well, and then yeah, I go, she, she goes, you know what, good hair is. I go, yeah, it's better than average hair. No. And then <laughs> she said, no, I go, well, is your good hair going to be on your fa- on your head in the in the, in the, in the morning? Uh, yeah. Which I, she's like, she told me it, it was like fake hair. Yeah. But but not that it mattered. I don't even care. No, Who cares no, if it's fake not hair? Totally. Or I,
0: have- I mean, so many girls have weaves that you would never know that are just... Looks good. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay. Apologies, go out and have a weave, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> There's guys
1: with weaves. It's like the weekend. Is that his, that his hair? I think that's the, his hair.
0: Really? Yeah. A lot of those, I don't know where he's from, but if you go to Florida in that area, they have those clumped together dreads. It's, it's called the natural growth kind of thing. Really?
1: Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm. I would never do that.
1: <laughs> you're not going to come out as the weekend. No. By the way, Joe Jaggy, if you're listening, please make Bubba into the weekend. As
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I really want to see that, uh, that, that 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 like meme. No, okay, my threads
0: are doing well right now.
1: Uh, so um, Crow Cop has been banned for two years for HGH. Two years. Two years.
0: And they still giving homeboy the five.
1: Uh, yep, Nick Diaz, Diaz still getting the five. That's crazy. Does not seem sense. Uh, makes sense at all. Uh, Cathal retired today. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Which one is that? He's a guy from Ireland. He's Ireland uh, he, he was pretty good. He uh, he, he it seemed like he'd been around that long, but he I guess he'd been, been fighting. That on the- he, 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 he got beat up pretty bad his last fight. Uh, he got a, a gift decision over someone, but he was a good guy. He was again. He was a good fighter, uh, but I, I said that he, he retired to open up a restaurant, and it's uh, food that you can't finish.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Coach Winklejohn says Holly Holm would fight Cyborg and, and beat her up in a heartbeat. Do you believe it that? Do you believe that?
0: Man, Cyborg's tough, and she she's got some pretty good takedowns. But she's on. She's more of a feet person. She likes to be on her feet a little bit more. But I think Holly's just more technical um i think cyborg stronger but i'm gonna give the technicalities to someone who's one of the best in the world at it
2: holly i know pretty big and strong that last fight. a lot bigger and
0: stronger than i remember her being Mm -hmm. yeah there's some there's some 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 stuff in the air about that (laughs) really
1: yeah there's some rumors but i don't think that she's on anything and and i think people are really trying to discredit ronda for that that's i mean look People were saying, well, she was sponsored by a company that was selling illegal stuff. I'm like, that's a big I've been
0: sponsored by supplement companies that actually supplement other supplements.
1: That's a big leap. Yeah. That's a
0: huge leap. Anyway, we have to
1: call Tim Kennedy right now, uh, who has a new TV show called Finding Hitler. Uh, it's on the Discovery Channel, uh, on the History Channel, where he goes and tries to find out, he goes to Argentina to find out where they, they hid Hitler. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to talk to him about that. He's also said a lot of things recently. He called Edmund, coach Edmund, a terrorist sympathizer. Uh, he, he, he said that, uh, Anderson Silva and Belfort both turned him down. Both were cheaters.
2: I like Tim. Tim they're, they're fighting, fighting each me. other, aren't they now? Hello, is
1: this Tim Kennedy? Yeah. Hey, it's Adam Hunter, Bubba Jenkins and Ian Harris. How are you, man?
3: what is going on
1: what's going on tim kennedy you're one of my favorite fighters one of my favorite people uh what's going what's uh, by the way, congrats on your new television show finding hitler how did you get that oh, show yeah. and uh, tell us about that show uh,
3: um history channel is looking for somebody with uh i don't know it sounds like a line out of that taken movie <laughs> a certain set of skills um no, they, they they were looking for a very particular person that that could use drones that were familiar that was familiar with ground penetrating radar that had hunted humans before um, you know <laughs> speak Spanish. So I kind of was uh, just at the criteria of the person they're looking for, and I, I don't know, got lucky, I guess.
1: That's a, now now how long now how many episodes have have you shot?
3: We filmed eight episodes,
1: and
3: there's three that have been released in the United States, and the first uh, season has eight episodes.
1: Now, uh, can I watch it online anywhere? Yeah,
3: um, you can watch it at historychannel.com, or history.com, or you can, uh, like the app on Apple TV or on most, you know, PlayStation, most of them have them. Um, If you have a Mac, uh, Apple device, you can use just the app, the history app. Nice. So, so, so a lot yeah, of people.
1: Watch so, a lot of people believe that after World War II, uh, Hitler was taken in a submarine, brought to Argentina, and was hiding out there for a long time. Right? That's what. Pe- that's like the theory.
3: Everybody in South America thinks that. Uh, that's what they say happened. Um, the narrative that, like, you know, I was told in history in college, you know, was that Hitler died in the bunker. Um, you know, but as kind of you like dive into the evidence, that just doesn't seem to be accurate. Especially when you look at all of the subordinates got on planes, got on trains, got on boats, and uh, you know, got their little butts to South America. It, it almost seems idiotic that if so many of the subordinates did it, how, how did he die in the bunker? Did you find any Nazis? I on tons. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's depressing because they're like ninety eight year old dudes that are still lying to you, um, <laughs> you know. And you're like, "Hey, bro, look, look. Here's a picture of you in Berlin in 1944. Here's your, you know, here's your ID number. Um, here, here, here's like the address that you put on um, your enlistment form when you enlisted in 1937. So, uh, you're like, why are you lying? Like, we know who you are. There's no, there's no point. And they're like, it's just so ingrained into who they are uh, to lie." they've been lying for 75 years, you know, nothing's going to change that now.
1: Wait, so uh, and, and and this is on the show, you confronting these ex-Nazis or Nazis still Nazis? Yeah, I mean
3: already in the first two episodes, you know, we the the, the point of the show is not to expose um, you know, the Nazis that are still alive. We're looking for one in particular or evidence of him. And but you know, if you're going to if you're going to try to have a theory you need to have evidence to support it and if i'm going to say that a guy got on a plane flew out of berlin and went to spain and then took either a boat or another plane to south america i, I have to find people that did just that right um, and, that, and that's what we did you know and, um,
1: i can't wait to watch this show and- now. <laughs> now 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 per- do, do these people speak german do you, and do you do you speak german no i uh,
3: i don't speak german not barely um i lived in germany for a little bit but my German is horrible. In um, some of the areas that I went to, in Uruguay, in Brazil, in Colombia, in Argentina, these are communities that exclusively speak German. Um, they, they also speak Spanish, and some speak English, but uh, just, just like here in Texas, there in Fredericksburg, for instance, it, it's a German city. It's a, you know, like all the cuisine is German. All the people that live there are German descendants. They moved here in the late 1800s, early 1900s as immigrants. Um, It was the same there. You know, they had a huge immigration from Germany in the early 1900s. And then by the time uh, the war was over, they had a few, you know, tens of thousands more that that showed up. So there are exclusive German communities that are there. And then during the 40s and 30s, those communities were Nazi supporters, because if you had any sense of nationalism, you supported the Nazi movement because that's what Germany wants it's frightening you know very very scary when you walk into a place everybody's speaking german you ask if uh you know anybody there and you anyone's grandpa is a nazi and you know so you see dudes start reaching into their, into their <laughs> jackets to pull out guns it's it's you know wow it's real. It's still real there
1: <laughs> wow so how but how are you communicating with these people well we had translators
3: they all spoke spanish um you know they live in argentina even if they speak german um they, they all spoke spanish so i talked to them I have a you know German translator, but all of them spoke Spanish.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's pretty awesome that you that, that you're doing that, and I am really looking forward to watching that. Congratulations, man! I know that you you know Tim, you're a really really good guy. I feel like you you've gotten screwed over, um, especially in your last fight with Yoel Romero, where you you were the first guy to really hurt you all. You were winning that fight, and the guy doesn't get off his stool, uh, and then finally he comes out, he he uh, he uh, beats you. But if you he, if, he, if he had gotten off his stool and he was supposed to, I think you win that fight. How did you deal with that fight with like af- afterwards?
3: serious. you know the uh, you know, it's, it's in the past. it's not something I like look back on. I'm always kind of moving forward. You know but at the, at the time of the fight, you know, especially when he comes up to me in the back and he's apologizing you know, he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry to him, I'm so sorry." And I'm just like, you're a piece of shit, dude. if you can't get off the stool in sixty seconds, That means you lose. That's the rules. You've been an athlete your whole life. You know, it's not like you stand up when you want to stand up. This is a fight, and and the the fight has rules. Um, But, you know, his corner, they've been They're they're cheaters. They always do it. If you look at every one of his fights, when he gets tired, he kicks a guy guy in the balls. Um, You know, Derrick Bronson, when he needed a break, Um, you know, it's just they're habitual and they're good at it. And they win, so I'm not going to throw stones because, you know, you got to – I had him knocked out and, you know, he comes back from a knockout to TKO me in the third round. You know, that's, that's all my fault. I'm not going to throw stones at him because even if he sat there for a minute and a half, held two minutes, I I still should have kept my head in the game. Not looking at Dana White screaming, you know, look at show me some money, but that's my fault.
1: Now, where did you think of the allegations that people said that you had grabbed his glove and were uppercutting him by holding his glove down?
3: you know, when you, if you uh, watch the slow-mo, it really does look like that. When you watch it in, in real speed, um, you see my my hand slide down his arm and hit him with an uppercut. His, the first thing at the kind of the, the crooks of the wrist is the glove. And there's no – the difference between what, you know, his cheating and me knocking him out is um, mine was clean. You know, the ref didn't say anything. I didn't do it. He didn't say anything. Um and it's 100% my hand coming off his arm and then hitting him with an uppercut. That's 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 money. That's awesome. And that's natural movement. And when you watch the fight real speed, it's very clear that that's what's going on. I wasn't cheating. I never cheat.
1: Now, who do you think you will uh Joel or uh, Jacare? Uh,
3: it's a good fight. You know, I'm excited. I, I think uh I think Jacare will uh will hurt him. He'll get him tired and he'll he's not going to submit him. Uh Yoel is very scrambly his wrestling's fantastic and uh, he's very slippery he's very powerful he has a great pop in his movement um, but I think I see Jacare winning that fight
1: Baba, what do you think?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Yoel cause I you know I know the guy who trained with him at ATT so but I, I, I think he everything that Kennedy said was, was was right on about Yoel about his movement his wrestling stuff like that um, but I, I know him so I'm gonna be biased and go with him
1: do you, do you, do you think he kind of cheats when he kind of gets hurt?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I have no clue. I, I don't watch him enough in his fights to, to, to know that Kennedy, Kennedy would know because he's you know you got to watch your opponents, you got to see who you are going to fight next, this and that. You, you and you studied him before, especially having to have fought him. You know, you study him.
1: Now, now, Tim, you recently alluded that Jacare, uh was on uh, PEDs. Do you stand by that or?
3: So what I said was I didn't allude to it. I said everyone in Brazil has unlimited access to it. Right, hasn't changed. Um, I wasn't specifically speaking of Jacare. And, um, was that, was that like a gotcha? Question? <laughs> no, and, no, uh, not, everybody not. in Brazil, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> so don't be worse here. But what it <laughs> said was you could walk into a drugstore in, in South America and you could get your hands on anabolic steroids just as easily as you can get Tic Tacs. And that's accurate. And That's true. And I've been down there a hundred times and I've seen guys do it. Right. So to say anything different, it, it would be a lie. And, um, so absolutely I stand, but that, that is the case. It's very accessible. It's very easy. Um, and Ray does live in South America. <laughs> well, not anymore, you know. But he's uh, all the guys down there, specific camps, you know, are habitual abusers of it. Um, but to include yours, Bubba. Um,
0: and now, <laughs> my yeah, ex camp. My ex camp. But no, I feel you.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, I 100 stand by what I said. That's very accurate.
0: Now, um,
1: uh, you also you also talked about how, like by the way, uh, the, uh, last week you said. You were really angry about um, about the MMA media. You, you said something to the point where you're like, "Man, I'm going to sleep because the MMA media is fucking driving me crazy." He you, you goes, uh, you, "You wrote you you did you, you what you said was you disgust me sometimes. I'm going to bed before I hurt someone." Uh, yeah,
3: there's a really so Holly Holm is one of the classiest, humblest, spectacular champion champions of the UFC's ever had. That woman is. Um, pure and driven, and committed to b- both herself, her character, and her ethics and integrity. And uh, there were articles that were being published that night, uh, making allegations about uh, her performance and maybe even performance-enhancing drugs. And then one of the one of them had a horribly enhanced photo of her when she was weighing in in her bikini. It was tasteless and disgusting, uh, and especially to do it. Uh, you know, to do it about a woman and to, it just, it's horrible. It's it horrible journalism. And so, that was the last thing I looked at before I go to bed with this disgusting article that is, you know, hurting my sport and, and damaging one of my teammates.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, people were saying because she had a, because she had a, a sponsor that, was, that had sold stuff that was leaked, I was like, what kind of fucking leap is this? Like, the, yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> there, there's there's no substance to the story is objectifying an amazing champion and and then and
3: then putting some horrible hateful things out there. It was tasteless.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm a, I'm a big Holly Holm fan. I'm a big fan of all your of like your camp. honestly, I think you got a great camp. I like Winkle John, I like Greg Jackson a lot. Um, you uh you, you you had an interview last week where you, you said you hate Edmund, uh Ronda's coach, and that he's a terrorist sympathizer. Uh, I said hate <laughs> what? what it, please expand on this.
3: Um, well, I think you're paraphrasing <laughs> words from multiple sentences. Oh, right?
1: uh, Okay. One, no, I'm not. I'm so not. not that's, that's, what like, no, that's what I read. No, that's what I read in a. In, in so a you're,
3: you're, you're reading. You're reading headlines. Yeah, I'm reading headlines. Journalist. One hundred percent. Right. Being a sentence and a question about it. So uh-huh. What I said was okay. That Rhonda needs a new coach. Yes. That she had limitless. She she had unlimited potential. That she is an amazing athlete and that she is underachieving right now. And I think it is due in part because of her coaching. So if she wants to um, ever beat Holly, and it would be a very task, a huge task in the first place, she can't do it with the coaching staff that she has. Looking at what what was said between round one and round two and how she prepared for this fight, um, you're, you're going to prepare uh, with boxing to fight the most decorated striker in mixed martial arts history. That, that's asinine and insane. Um, you know as you see with great Jackson and Mike Winkler John they, put, they constructed a perfect plan that that obviously led to Holly's strengths to Rhonda's weaknesses and picked her apart within 30 seconds. Um, I think that Rhonda really has a well of talent and if she doesn't dip into that and have the right coaching staff and partners that can push her to make her a better athlete uh, then she she'll never see the potential that she could. Um, that would include her coach. Um, what I said about him was, you know, he has a he has, he has something special there. Rhonda is special, and he did her a disservice both in coaching in the fight and preparing her for that fight.
1: Uh, right, I totally agree. Okay, so I'm I'm reading uh, uh, something from from the underground. Somebody wrote Edmund Turden is a terrorist sympathizer. From MMA fighting, I hate that guy. I think he's a jerk. I also think he's a terrorist sympathizer. So you didn't say that? No, I did say that. <laughs> so, so, so if you said that, then how, how am, you, I, you, how you, am you, I paraphrasing? You put, three
3: sentences, you put three sentences into one question.
1: Oh, okay, so, okay, so, okay. you're
3: going to specifically ask speak about Ronda, I'm going to answer that question. Oh, okay. So about him. I've actually only met him twice, not right. which I bet he'll remember. Um, so he doesn't know, but we were friends on Facebook and Instagram. And, um, you know, he's Armenian and he's Christian, uh, both of which are irrelevant. Uh, and I think that people are like, oh, you racist. Why are you jumping in the bandwagon? Just about his, you know, ethnic origin it had nothing to do with that. It had to be to do with the, the posters and, or the pictures and content that he posted on his page. Um, had he done a little bit of work uh, and checked some of the people that he was friends with and some of the pictures that he posted, maybe he didn't even know, maybe he was ignorant. But, you know, some of the things that he had on his page were pictures of ISIS flags. And were um, supporting some of his friends that he had in his little circle uh, were known supporters of Paris. So well, I don't know if those were cousins or those are his friends, but, you know, if you, if you go on them, I have 5,000 friends on my Facebook. Obviously, I don't know all of them, but the moment that I see somebody has something that's distasteful to what I stand for, they're gone. Um, you know, I, I, I can't go through 5,000 people, and I don't know if that's the case for him, but... I do I do my due diligence and I think I try to work kind of hard to uh, ensure that I don't have people with pictures of ISIS flags as their home page friends.
1: Okay. All right, that that clears it up. That's totally, th- son That totally <laughs> clears it up, Tim. I am I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what what the fuck's going on here. I read these things and I'm I'm going to the source, which is you. So, I'm yeah. going uh, that, that that's, you know, uh, I'm actually uh you I think by the way, uh, Tim comes
0: off as a very scary dude. I met a I, I, I met Tim. Uh, me and Eves Edwards. I, Eves flew me out to Texas one time to come train with him for about a week or two, and uh, we went to uh, I don't know what gym that was. You remember what gym that was, Tim? I might want to say it was his gym, but it was like in a garage. They had a cage, and um, you know I'm I, I have no clue how to throw a punch or throw a jab. And they're like, Oh yeah, just go with Tim real quick, and he just beat the living breaks off of me. So, really? Yeah. It was. It was like, <laughs> oh, Yep. I I understand well, where he's coming I'm, from. I'm, yeah.
3: I'm not very generous with compliments, um, and uh, so I'm going to have to give you one here. So the moment that, you know, when you're working with people, you identify immediately how good they are. You know, but like, the first time that you, you have any like, contact with another fighter, yeah. you're going to feel potential. You're going to feel athleticism. You're going to feel strength. And you're, you're going to feel, you know, the subtleties of what they know what to do with their, with their body and their weight. Um, you were good. You know, so like, there's no point. At no point was like, all right, I'm I'm just gonna hang back and let this guy work. I was like,
0: no, <laughs> <laughs> this guy has
3: talent. So I'm just gonna I'm
0: just gonna have to pour it on you. That's yeah, hey, he poured it on me too. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> but no, it was good. And I, you know, we sat down and talked about you know his military background and just hearing him have the, the some of the greatest stories that you could ever think about. You know, and understanding. What he sees, how he sees America through his eyes is just real awesome. Sure. And, and, you know, obviously we want to thank you for your service, but just be, it, knowing that he's a true, literally a true soldier, AKA warrior, you know, what we do as, as fighters is so small compared to who Tim Kennedy has been and what he's, and what he's accomplished, man. So it, absolutely. Just yeah. Amazing. Thank you for that,
1: Tim. Um,
3: I love my, not my favorite thing in the world. Like, thank you for your service. I'm like, bro, I do that for free. <laughs> no. the, uh, hey, op- it's an open invitation for you to come back here, man. We have, things have gotten amazing here in Austin with uh, with the trainers here. Awesome. So open awesome. invitation anytime you want to come. You know, you got a place to stay and uh, Jim's the trainer. Thanks,
1: so, man, so Tim, I, so when you tweeted the other day, when I write hashtags, stand with Paris, I mean, I'm standing here with my kid on. And a gun in my hand, ready to kill those jihadist pussies. Uh, that's something uh, you tweeted. You actually had your your uniform on with a gun. Tweeting that?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so we. Uh, no, it's not like I see in my living room like <laughs> the I'm, I'm gonna go.
2: You dress up. My you, you, and put my
3: uniform on. Just uh, a tweet.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah.
3: No. No. Not really. So truth be told, um, you know, I always have like my kit and work stuff always set because that's, you know, what I do for a living. So I make my living is, is behind a gun. So I like fighting, fighting's fun, but you know, it's never, has never been, and will never be, you know, what I do and who I am. Um, and you know, the, the group that I work for now when, when stuff like that happens, I get a phone call that says, Hey, you know, get ready to travel. So have passport in hand, have your backpack and have your, have your work stuff. So, um, Everybody was using this super irritating hashtag. Actually, there are two really irritating ones. One was um, "Stand with Paris," like a hashtag does anything. Like in, unless you are really affecting change, then what's the? I just understand that social media stuff. It really is irritating. And then the other one was um, it was the apol the apologies of. Those apologizing for the Muslim the Muslim community already like before people before bodies were buried, people were like, "Hey, Islamophobia! Make sure you guys are watching what you say." And I was like, "Man, you know, let let's go ahead and bury the bodies that were just murdered by a whole bunch of Islamic terrorists before we start apologizing for an entire religion." Um, so both those things were insane to me. You know, if you're going to say stand with terrorists, or stand with Paris, that means that you're ready to go punch some terrorists in the face or put them in the grave.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It does kind of like, I understand that people want to feel good about hashtagging nice things. And it, it's great, but there's a big difference between that and a guy who who's his, has his gun <laughs> ready to travel. You know, there's, uh, there's I guess, you know. But uh, now, also you said that it's pathetic that uh, two PD users, Belfort and Anderson Silva, are fighting each other. I will fight both of them in one night. Uh, oh, I totally would. <laughs> now, did you said both these guys turned you down? So now I don't know if they turned
3: me down. Well, I, I know um, Vidor did not want to fight me. Um, so I went to the UFC and I said, you know, give me the winner, Dan Henderson, Dieter Belfort, when I assumed that I was going to be Vitor B- Belfort. And uh, I was, you know, obviously they never tell you what you're going to get, but I had the inclination uh, from their inference that that's what I was going to get. So I was really looking forward to. I thought Vitor was going to win, and I was hoping that Vitor was going to win because I, I know it's going to be a really easy fight for me. And uh, so, Vitor wins, and I'm like, yes, so I start kind of pouring it on, you know, like trying to get a rise, get a reaction, um, you know, some support. The support on you know social media was definitely there. The support in, within within journalists were there. But then the UFC is like, you know, just a week later, Dana White says, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to put together Anderson Vitor too," and I was like, what. No, I asked both. Of, I asked for both of those guys. I begged for both of those guys. You know, I I said I'd fight them both on the same night um, while they're still using steroids, because they are. Um, so let's uh, let's just make this happen. But no, no, Dana's going to save them both. Make sure he gets the Brazilian paycheck, and uh, and then you know I'll get it now. Night. I mean, it, it,
1: it is kind. Of, I, I think they should just let them take steroids if they're going to fight in Brazil. If they're going to do it anyway, <laughs> just fuck it. You know, just say, you know, go go ahead. At this point, it's like. They're gonna do it anyway, you know. Yeah. Uh, now you also wanted to fight Fedor, correct? Oh yeah, totally. No, <laughs> <now, laughs> you'll fight Fedor tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, doesn't he outweigh you by fifty pounds?
3: Well, uh, I'm like two twenty right now, um, um, maybe so maybe not. <laughs> he probably has like twenty five pounds on me. Um, but
1: you know, how much did he weigh when he when Dan Henderson fought him?
2: Uh, he was like two he's always around 225, 230 two, yeah, maybe he? he is the same weight as you
1: 225 he doesn't
2: I
3: doesn't get that big I think I'd end up giving him 10 pounds um, maybe 10, 15 pounds fight night you know yeah uh, and I'm okay with that
1: now didn't you also say to people not to buy your Reebok uniform because you're making 80- I don't think you can <laughs>
3: uh, you know it's like hey don't buy that gold Submariner uh, Rolex watch when, you, when you're like a peasant, you know, it's kind of what it is because you can't buy it anyways. Right. But you um, said you're only making 80 cents on it or something? I don't think I don't think make 80 cents. I think that would be generous to say that I would have made that much had you bought one of my $100 Reebok kits. I think That's I would have made substantially less than 80 cents, to be honest. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Damn. yeah, Reebok.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so Tim, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling sad now. I'm happy that you have a TV show, but I want to watch you fight again. You got screwed in your last fight. Are you going to fight again? Yeah, I said uh, I said fight again. if You give me the right fight. That's why. That's why. I told, that's why I told Joe Silva. That's what
3: I told UFC. And um, you know, I, I very clearly kind of laid out what those fights were for me. Um, I really need my brain. Yeah. All the work that I do, uh, I need my brain for it. And uh, if I don't want to get killed, I also need my body to work. So uh, that means me not being a decrepit old man. Like Dan Henderson, have you ever seen that guy walk?
1: Yeah, it's not not good.
3: No, I mean, it breaks your heart. You try to watch him walk down a set of stairs. And, uh, you know, you want to cry. So... That I can't live that way, and I can't make money that way. You know, like I, I live behind a gun, and you know I can jump out of airplanes for a living. Um, I, try, I go down to South America and try to track down Nazis. These are not things that, that you do when uh, you can't walk down a flight of stairs. So if, you're, if I'm going to fight, it's going to be for a reason. I love fighting, and uh, you know it's a, it's it's a horrible thing to love fighting because that means you know you always want to do it right um, you know like hey how are you gonna scratch that itch you know, that itch is gonna be there till the day I die and um, I don't know if I'm ever scratch it
1: how's your how's your how's uh, your wife doing
3: oh my wife dude she, uh, she never wants me to get back in the ring cause you know
0: She's
1: hot. She also doesn't want me to get
3: behind a
0: gun. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. she don't want you to get in the ring, but she's okay with you jumping out of planes. <laughs> and, uh, he's got, he's uh, got, got a very hot
1: wife, by the way.
0: Now, um, are
1: you now are you training now with John Jones? No, I'm, I'm in Texas right
3: now. My, uh, my, my team here is uh, pretty remarkable, and uh, I'm going to go back to Albuquerque. I was actually planning on being back there in uh, January, but for a Vidor fight, and I kind of had already made arrangements for that. <laughs> right. But uh, now, now i got to figure out what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to be back there, and uh, I've been back, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be back for um, a couple months in January.
1: How far are you from El Paso about right now? Uh, eight hours. Ah, oh, fuck. Because I'm, I'm in El Paso this weekend. I was going to say you wanted to come to the comedy show. I know this is a big place. I know that. I know that. I know that I'm not, I know that I'm not Steve-O, but uh, you know, he, he went to Stevo's. Did
3: that in Austin. You come to Austin, we can have a discussion. You
1: know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, Tim, are is it? Gonna, are you going to let me electrocute you? Uh, of course, of course, man. You uh, let me choke you unconscious and then throw you through the air. That guy is insane. Is that what <laughs> happened, dude? So, like, I choke him unconscious on stage,
3: and I drop him, and before the show, he's like, "Hey, man, just just like drop." Me. Well, he was, he was like twitching unconscious. And I'm pretty familiar with what dudes feel like when they're unconscious. So I kind of like, I kind of like let him go. So he slid down my body so he didn't hit the stage, the hardwood stage floor. So he hits the ground, his eyes come open, and he realizes that I didn't like drop him, drop him, which I guess looks better visually to the audience. Yeah. So he jumps up. He's like, no, bro, you choked me for real. And I was like, man, you're just twitching two seconds ago. So I choke him and I, and I, I drop him and his head slams on the ground. And then 10 minutes later, I'm shooting a taser into his back. And the guy is crazy.
1: <laughs> when this, when Tim Kennedy says you're crazy, you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. <laughs>
3: uh-oh, uh-oh. He's like that raw, he's that raw tough. The tough that just scares the shit out of you. The tough that like, if you have to fight him, you got to put him down like five or six times to make sure he stays down and then hit him with a bar stool. That's, 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 that's the, the crazy. Steve-o is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Adam's I, not lining up for that show. Uh, <laughs> absolutely
1: not. <laughs> no. Well, listen, Tim, it's an honor to have you on. Have a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Uh, good yeah. luck with everything, man. And I'm definitely going to watch your uh, television show.
3: Yeah. Let me know whenever you need anything.
2: I'm at your disposal. Thanks, Tim. You know, the, I, I wanted to know, I should have asked, the, uh, the Hitler thing. You know, there are people, I don't know if they're descendants of Hitler, but there are people with the last name Hitler. That's got to be the worst fucking oh, last man. name. Could you imagine so if your worse. name if it was Adam Hitler? He's <laughs> like, man. how are you doing, Adam Hitler? you will
0: never be... do anything in your own name, really. Bubba, you know, we're, we're, what, we what have to just, change your name. What, what do Bob, you think Bubba of the things that uh, he, he was saying? Kennedy's the man, bro. When I grew up, I want to be like Tim Kennedy. Why is that? He's, he's all, I mean... My man's killed people, and you know that, you yeah, know, yeah, because he—that's his job. <laughs> like, he and, he, and, he's, and he's told us that, yeah. yeah, you know. And it's like, for him to be as calm, cool, and collected, and obviously as smart as he is, you know what I mean. You just realize he has seen some crazy things. People talk about how they could, you know, have mental problems, or how have they, you know, how, how their lives can be ruined because of the things they've seen when they were younger. And I mean. You ain't seen with Kennedy yet, and he still got it all together. But what do you think about somebody you, think he's, he's a fighter? You know, he wants to fight, he likes to fight. But I mean, dudes, what do you think some things he said about the
1: UFC and Belfort and about the I, Reebok deal?
0: Man, I ain't in the UFC like that. So you know, they 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 have their own little thing. And you know, I don't want, obviously, I don't want to step on any toes or anything. But a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people hate the Reebok deal. A lot of people hate how one minute they're in the good graces and the next minute they're not one minute they have a fight that they got plane tickets and everything for the next thing you know now you have a vacation (laughs) so it's like it's it's so hard to to not feel sympathy for those people because you know you you know as as a fighter as me you know what they're going through and as you know a fan you're like man if you just want to fight that bad and you know that You know, this is a good fighter, and there's perfect fights to set up. Why aren't they just doing it? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's part of the game, man. And and everyone's as as long as this game keeps continuing to grow and gets older, people start to see that it's not all you know sunny days and beaches.
2: I wonder if the Reebok deal because they sold it as as. A it help. was it was going to be a, a great thing. Yeah. The fighters are going to love this and all this sort. of... And now, like, I wonder if I mean, know people who are who are like, who are like hate I it. don't really want to be in the UFC anymore. Like, yeah. you hear that sometimes, and I'm like, that's crazy. That's the biggest show in town, but it's if it's not. I wonder if, if eventually if it's either got to change or if it's going to go away. You know, or,
1: it's funny because some of these guys, like uh, like for example, uh, the guy like uh, Luke Barnott told me one of his fights, his manager got him thirty five thousand dollars right for a sponsor for a sponsor. Wow, you know. He, he he can't get that it's hard no. to get that anyway, but even now right. there's no he can't get that anymore right so mm-hmm. some of these guys like there is the other side of people that like are owed money by sponsors they gotta right. chase down their sponsors, which sucks for them, but then there's guys that hit the sponsor jackpot and they get the twenty five thousand or the thirty thousand or the fifty thousand and now that's that's done right you know
2: they and, should at least give them two spots or something like like two two spots they can sell on their on their walkout shirt or whatever you know what I mean so you can at least. Right, you know something. They got to. They should be able to give them some to get another couple extra outside sponsors. You got to, you know, maybe if it, maybe not Nike if it doesn't <laughs> if it competes. But yeah, compromise something. You
0: know, let's, let's let's do something in your favor, fighters.
2: Now, Bubba, how did your
0: Tipper Fighter thing go? It's going great. Um, I actually auctioned off my my shorts right now, and there's a six way tie. So, <laughs> if you want them, you you better put them up. It's a, it's a six way tie, and it's going good, man. I'm I'm excited that uh, you know the fans are are supporting the Tipper Fighter movement, and you know everything. We uh we got some things to work on with Tipper Fighter. You know, just some marketing things, and you know it's going good, but for it to hit like we wanted to hit or we expected to hit we we got to change some things up and and that and I and I've told everyone we don't have all the doors and windows and locks on this thing yet we're moving with what the fans want we're moving with what the fighters feel that they need um, in order to be supported so there's
1: a big debate online people are like well what can fighters just set up a PayPal they can y- you want to set up a PayPal account go ahead yeah. but this way they don't have to
0: not yeah. only that it's I mean a lot of these fans you know have a good time they're drinking you you go find Gaiotto Yamayochi's PayPal and spell it all right and then make sure that it's not a Gaiotto Yamayochi from a wrong ass place and not it being his and I mean who who wouldn't set up a, a John Jones PayPal on a, a, a fake John Jones PayPal and how would you know that it was John Jones's PayPal
1: And a lot that that and also That's a, a lot point. of times these fighters are like uh They don't want to be worried about PayPal. They're fighting.
2: The the other thing is, I mean, it's it's weird to be like, like I would find it weird as a, like if a comic, if I was like, hey guys, and by the way, I don't have anything to sell, but at the end of the show, if you guys want to go give me money, give me money (laughs) on my personal web. But if there was like a, Someone did it for you. Someone did it for me and said, "Hey, if you like this guy, show give him a couple extra bucks." It's not. It's cool, and I can still say, "Hey, I'm on. I'm on tip of comic." I mean, there was so- a
1: there was a thing Andrea Lee uh, from from Bellator who was super happy with what she made. I mean, she she made a certain amount of money from Bell enough from, from Bellator from Invicta. She went to Invicta. She did t- tip of a fighter. She she was like. She couldn't believe how much money she made, you know? Uh, so someone like that, fine. She she, she hadn't thought about it. She had, she didn't go out and set up her own pay. She went, joined the fighter, and then she got paid, and that's that. And then she got more money. So all yeah, all you other people other people that are saying, well, you know, blah, 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 go, go ahead. If they want to do it, yeah, they can you have
0: I mean, <laughs> for years, they've had the right to do their own thing. Yeah, of course. But why, why, haven't, it, why haven't any fighters Right,
1: exactly. They didn't do it. So anyway, a reason uh, for that. <laughs> so so like I said, tip a fighter, fighters. No reason that you should not be with tip. You shouldn't be with tip a fighter, uh, as well as fans. You know what's
0: funny? Jordan Parsons asked me for. He said, um, "You got my tips ready?" When we were at the weigh-ins, oh, we yeah. were talking trash. He's like, "You got my tips ready?" I said, "Sure do." I got your three dollars right here in my pocket. You know, but Not only that, I hope you have my tips ready, but we know that's not possible because we reached out to you as an organization for Tip of Fighter and you declined to, 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 to jump on what your mouth had already right. sold. You know what I mean? So he, he had remembered the fact that oh. we put that, that bet up. Yeah. You know, but Now listen, guys. That there's that. no
1: reason, like, fighters are working their ass off. You want to give them some money? Go right ahead Support ha- ha- and fighters join tip of fighter. Also American icon autographs, dot The best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football movies, everything else in between. And also I uh, want to thank, uh, D cipher D I hyphen cipher. Okay. It is a lifestyle firm. Everybody needs a personal coach. Okay. And uh, De Safer brings that to you to help you reach your dreams, to find success, help you achieve the life you've always wanted. Call them up 1 888 731 2622 1 731. Coach, say roasted, you get 10% off. Uh, now we are calling someone who is fighting Jim Miller uh, in a couple weeks. Michael Chiesa, uh, super nice guy, tough guy, winner of the Ultimate Fighter, uh, badass guy. He uh, is coming off a win over Mitch Clark. Um, that was his last fight. And uh, this dude, he's, a, he's also a poon hound, this guy. He gets, <laughs> he gets tons of chicks. Ass, ass, ass. I've seen it for myself. Yes. Bubba Jenkins is here, as well as Ian Harris, the atheist comedian <laughs> slash MMA trainer. Hello. Hey, this is Michael Chiesa. Yo, what up? What up, man? You're on MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, Ian Harris. How are you, buddy?
3: Doing good, just laying around, lounging, drinking water.
1: That sounds that like sucks. a fun... <laughs> Last time we talked to you, you were building a house. Uh, did you build that house?
3: Yeah. The house is done, yeah, for the most part. I actually just uh, signed the paper today on all the refinancing stuff, so it's pretty much a done deal at this point.
1: Now, how And how big is this house? Uh, it's about 2,000 square feet, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath.
3: Peter log. It was just a big, big old cabin, pretty much.
1: Nice. Now is it you and your girl, or do you have a girl? Is this a single guy? What's going on? No, no, no girl. This is
2: strictly
3: the Stabbing Cabin. I am a single
0: man. <laughs> the Stabbing <laughs> Cabin. <laughs> That's awesome. We no. know.
2: Where, 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 where do you get it? A, 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 where is this? Do you have a two thousand? In, in, in my in my neighborhood, that would be eight million dollars. <laughs>
3: Yeah, seeing that in Spokane, Washington, a lot cheaper. Oh,
2: there you go. Yeah,
3: now a little more livable.
1: Now, are you growing the beard out again?
3: Yeah, it's it's there. It's not as big as I've had in years past coming into a fight, but I mean, dude, it's such a pain in the ass when you're training with one. You're grappling, getting pulled on and shit. Like I was even thinking about today, we were at wrestling practice. We were doing uh, front headlock drills. And I was like, man, if I had my beard right now, I would just be getting fucking ripped apart. <laughs> so I'm actually pretty glad it's trimmed down.
1: Now I, I remember last time you said you were getting way more tail with a shaved beard than you were when you look like uh, Jesus. Uh, is that, that <laughs> is, it, is that the same case? Or-
3: it kind of goes both ways, you know what I mean? But whenever I'm shaved up, I just feel like I look like such a pussy. Like, I'm, I, I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, God, I have like a small head or something. You got that I baby
0: just, face. <laughs> it just,
1: it just doesn't look right to me. Are you on Tinder? Me? No. Really? Why not, man? No. You're like a you're like a celebrity. Where you're from, I would think you would clean up on Tinder.
3: There's
0: a such thing. It's too much pussy. <laughs> y-
3: yeah. You know, it, dude, I just, uh, you know, I did the whole Tinder thing, you know, when it first came out, when it was like the big hit, like, Tinder, oh my God, you got to check it out. Like, dude, I've only met up with, in the whole time I Tindered, I met up with two girls. Mm. And it was just like, even then, I was just like, God, dude, I feel like such a, <laughs> dude. know, I, I have I have social skills and I'm a lot better looking than most of these ugly bums. So it's like, <laughs> you know, quit being such a slacker and get out and get some strange ass, you know. Right. What I mean? Don't sit at home and dude, and the, I mean, let's just be honest, dude, like guys are dogs. Like the girl to guy ratio on Tinder has gotta be like eighty to twenty. You know <laughs> I
1: not? don't know. Like, I do pretty well on
3: it, you man. Find, you find a you find a hot girl on Tinder, she didn't have some fucking issues. Yeah, it's so a good like, point. That good That is that you're absolutely right.
1: That's absolutely true. You, yeah, I, I'm finding I a, lot, a lot of girls that are like super smoking hot. Good job. She's like a lawyer, and then like the third date, I'm like this is just the most craziest chick I've ever seen in my entire life there's a reason she's oh, single. Yeah.
3: she's like, she's like fucking Gloria from wedding crashes. Like, <laughs> if you leave me, I'll find you. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's exactly the case. That's exactly the case. Now, uh, one guy you lost to, uh, George Masvidal. That was, a uh, that was a good fight. It was a tough guy. You fought, he's fighting Ben Henderson this week, this Saturday night. Who do you like in that fight?
3: Uh, you know, I like game bread and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Um, you know, you always want the guys that you that you lose to to win because it makes you look better. But, but uh, you know, I just think that, it, that Jorge is just like rejuvenated the 170 pounds. We saw his power against He I mean, he really starts him. Um, and he's just a tough guy, man. His fight IQ is through the roof. You'd be surprised if he sat down and talked to the guy. When it comes to when it comes to fighting, dude, the guy's got like a master's degree. He knows what he's talking about. Um. So we'll see. You know what I mean? I think he's got a lot of answers to Ben being a stopball, a lot of answers to the kicks. He's got underrated wrestling. He's got a good grappling game. Um just so one of those things where I think that uh as the fight goes on we'll find out. Ben's best advantage in my opinion is gonna be the fact that he's been in the championship rounds many times. So we'll see how uh You know, if they go into the the four or five-round territory, we'll see how Jorge's uh, cardio holds up.
1: Bubba, this is your old training partner.
0: I mean, he's he's so right. Mike Chiesa is is absolutely correct about the way Masvidal knows what he's talking about. I mean, I've learned so much. And I was first coming into the game when I knew Georgian, meeting Georgian. Uh, he he's so knowledgeable and you wouldn't think by you know him being a miami guy and always cool one of kimbo's fighters yeah and always yeah and always chasing some ass that you know that he would be as smart as he is and as intelligent as he is about the sport of mma and him being a street fighter the, the way he's known to be a street fighter you wouldn't think that he knows the nuances and the ins and outs to to the fight game and that dude's brilliant and you know, like you said he's got a masters in in disaster <laughs> he's, he's a he's a he's a really tough dude and he's one of the most humble ch- guys like if you met him other than him wanting to have that fighting spirit you wouldn't know that he he could he would kill you ass <laughs> so, so they the fighting
1: out at, at 170
0: I think it's brilliant yeah. for him he has had he had a hard time going down to 55 and I think it's one of his best moves
1: and I I also think that um the Ben Henderson fight when he feet when he beat that one guy at 170 the time he went up he he won he but he wasn't looking that great until he caught the guy in a rear naked choke with that fight he fought at 170 who did he fight Mike that was that was Brandon Thatch. Yeah, I guess but, Brandon um,
3: Thatch. You know, to uh, here's the thing: Thatch was pretty fucking good, and that that wasn't supposed to be the main event. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he. You know that fight got stopped in the fourth round. Had it been a three-round fight, Ben would have lost.
1: Right, you know I mean? right, so right.
3: I, I think that for it being a short notice five-round main event, and a lot of people forget that was an elevation. They thought that fight was in Denver. You know what I mean? And I know that Thatch is from Denver and this and that, but. I mean, that's uh,
1: no. I think that know, that's, I that's, think that fight is actually kind of misleading in a way because he was losing the first three rounds and Thatch did get tired. Now, um, uh, Kiesa, you're you 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 you're back at a syndicate now.
3: Uh, right now, yeah. I mean, uh, Rick and Sam they're off in Korea right now, and you know that's the for me myself when I'm training for a fight. That's pretty much that's the better half of my training camp between those two. So. You know, we, we'd had, uh, we talked about it before they left. So I just, you know, I, I, you know, I probably could have made the Korea trip, but it just would have been tough with the way you cut kind it, of, you know what I mean? Like having, it's one thing to fly to a country way across the world, 16 hours. It's one thing to, to fly there, make way, then you get to come home. But for me, I would have to be maintaining on the trip there and back. So I think it would have just been a struggle. We just kind of came to the to the decision that it's best for me to come down here and finish my
1: camp. No, I think that's great. Honestly, one of the best fights you've ever fought was when you had Syndicate in in your uh, corner. By the way, I the, it was before that one fight, right? The fight. Uh,
3: well, I fought Francisco and
1: Yeah, you looked amazing, and uh, I think I, I think that John uh, John is a real under, underrated coach. I think he's a great... I mean, I think a lot of people don't take him as seriously as they should because he goes on celebrity rehab with uh, another Jenna Jameson. Guy,
0: another guy that knows his stuff, man. When I was out there filming the show for Tough 17 with John Jones, uh, Wood came out there, and John Wood, I mean, with the tattoos and yeah. looking like the pretty boy weightlifter guy, he knows what he's doing, he's man. He's so smart. And he, he's, he's brilliant. And he took me to the syndicate gym before it was all put together. You know, there's still sawdust everywhere. The cage wasn't even put up. And it was a massive place. I'm like, you're going to feel this? Like, this is going to be a... Uh, MMA laboratory kind of thing you know it was just like yeah I'm building something really nice here and now to see him in every every other person's corner and to see him have such success it was like this is exactly what he was saying he was going to do you know yeah. what I mean and he's doing it and I, shouts to John Wood man he's a really good dude too
3: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. John, John's re- he's really knowledgeable all around too I mean he's uh, I, I get a lot of confidence from him He he's helped me a lot with my stand up and sharpening the small things like you know, that, I'm a realist. I can, I'll, I'll admit my glaring weaknesses to anybody. You know what I mean? And obviously one of them has been my stand-up. But he's been, I know I can go out and fight. I know if I got to be tough and take one to get one, I can do it. But I want to sharpen my technique. And the sharpest my technique in the, in the stand-up department ever ever been is when I've worked with John. So I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to mesh. The formula that I've been, has brought me my success, which is my team in Spokane, My home team is going to be perfect to mesh that with John Wood this camp getting the best of both worlds, bringing them together. It's going to be be a good night.
1: Now you're fighting Jim Miller... Uh, Jim Miller is yeah. a tough, tough guy. Uh, he's coming off a loss, right? He lost his uh, last fight, um, right? Isn't is it?
3: A... No, no. He he. It was a close decision. He won a, a pretty close split decision to uh, Danny Castillo.
1: Oh right, in Chicago. Right, 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 right. Um, but before that, he lost to Benny Benny, who, who, who was here uh, last week, Benny uh, Benny Dariush. Yeah. Um, now how are you? Are you watching a lot of Jim Miller's tapes? How are you getting ready for Miller?
3: You know, for me, I'm not a big film watcher. You know what I mean? I just don't uh, – I, I like to let my coaches do that. You know, John and I – John's out of town for Thanksgiving right now. When he get to home, we're going to watch some film. Um, I, I watched a lot of film with Rick Little back home. But uh, the thing is, I just – I'm not a big film guy. I like to just train myself to get better. I don't like – if I start watching film, then I start wanting to train myself around certain tendencies of his. And what if he doesn't do those things? What if I've watched all this film on these things he does and he doesn't You know, and I'm in round two, like, holy shit, what the hell's happening right now? So for me, every camp is the same thing. I just train myself to get better. I'll let my coaches watch the films. I'll let them, you know, pick up the things that, that need to be brought to my attention. But, you know, for, for the majority of my fights, I've never been a huge... Huge
1: film guy, Ian. It, it, Ian it, it, do you watch it, it, the it, film it, of, of, of your? Uh, the, Ian, I know Ian's a coach. Do you watch the film of your uh, students' opponents?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times, there's only a couple guys that I I want or let watch film. <clears throat> and it happened. What it's happened a couple times where guys where we we watched and we talked about. Oh, this guy does this every single time. Every single time, prepared for that, and the guy came out and did something completely different. And the fighters like took a couple rounds to adjust to it and end up losing a decision. Um, so I, I think, you know, ultimately it's best to, for the coaches, you know, sometimes if, if, if a guy, if a fighter's really somebody who, who really learns that way, but I either, even, even watching film and game planning, you have to do that, but you can't, you can't, you have to fight your fight and just, I kind of, now I'm, 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 watch I watch a tape to kind of get an idea of what, of what they do, but it's more just to be aware of it and not try to try to fight necessarily for it because you you, you never know how what they're doing you know, right, right, right. You, you got to fight your fight. Yeah,
0: you got to fight your fight, and you also have to train who you are. You know, if you're so worried about, and then I thought, I thought of this in wrestling when I, I, when we watched film. I didn't really care what the guy was doing as far as you know his tendencies and things like that, because if I train the way I'm supposed to train, if I wrestle the way I'm supposed to wrestle, I fight like me, then it doesn't matter what that guy does. Yes, it's good to know in a sense, like yeah, maybe if I want to be prepared, I should know what his what he does. But if you really think about it, in the grand scheme of things. If you feel like you're better than that guy and more times you go into a fight feeling that way, then you should train yourself to be the best that you can be and not really worry about the defense. Your offense is your defense. You being you is the, the offset to him bringing whatever he brings to the fight.
2: You know, what, what, what I find I do sometimes is I make the training partners watch and mimic mm-hmm. without ever actually telling the fighter that's what they're doing. that they're doing. So you just fight your fight, but this guy is doing everything he can to mimic this person so that they get used to in case they do that sort of thing. But, but it's not, it's not knowing that, Oh, you're trying to stop this, this takedown or this kick or this submission. You're just, that's just what they're doing.
1: Now, Kiesa, uh, one of your teammates. Well, the, I'll go well, on. One of the other things or so two, touching
3: on that note. I don't mean to interrupt this. I'm i I'm a big student of the game. And a lot of these guys, they 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 don't show a lot of interest in a lot of fights and for me, I watch like I literally I write down on a notepad that is sitting on my dining room table in my kitchen I write down all the lightweight matchups that are coming up, and I pay attention like before, right when they call me to fight Jim Miller I already knew off the top of my head fade off right hook he's a southpaw he likes his left leg kick he's tough in the first round good submissions like you 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 need to you need to pay attention to the sport as it's happening and pay more attention buddy. Bubba, don't just, sit, don't just sit around and wait for Joe Silva to call you and think, oh, no, I got to go. I got to watch. So you long. hear that, Man, Bubba? Like, no, I, I pay attention generation.
0: to all my guys. Trust me, I watch every 45-pounder that – I watch the small 55ers, and I watch the big 35ers in Bellator. Anybody that I know that I will possibly have to put on my plate and eat, I definitely have seen them somewhere down the line. I don't, now, I don't write it down like, like Mike does, but trust me, I've seen them all. I know what all of them do, and, you know – since he said that, I'm still learning. So since he said that, I'm about to go get me a pen and a pad, <laughs> and, and, and even watch the UFC guys. I mean, but I I, I do watch the Bellator guys whenever I know. When but Vikings
1: sometimes you're like, oh, I gotta watch more fights. You got you, a lot of times, you know. Yeah, I know. There, there are things that you you waste time, like you waste time going to church, you waste time, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. Cha- doing charity work, uh, you, know, you know, all this talking stuff to, the troops, talking the, talking to the troops, speaking at high schools, all this stuff. You're is, just is, doing too
0: much. You gotta like a, you gotta sit like a, at the computer <laughs> and. watch Fight.
1: It's a complete waste of time. Exactly. Now, uh, now, Mike, um, uh, one of your teammates, Juliana Pena, I think could be the next champion. I think she has the yeah. tools to beat Holly, to beat all these people. People think I'm crazy. They're saying she's going to get picked apart on the feet. Back me up. Tell me what... And, and it's not just because I want to bang it's her. Not a
3: matter, it's not a matter of could it happen. It's a matter of when it will happen. Julie's going to be a champion. And it's not... Look, people always harp on skill set and dude, fighting is 99% mental. I mean, it's such a cliche thing to say, but it's so true, and Julie is one of the most mentally tough people I know. <laughs> she's a mental she works, case. <laughs> her her work ethic is... Not just because you want to date her. Most, most men, most male MMA fighters, her work ethic beats their bar none, and I've trained with the who's who in this sport, in the UFC, in Bellator. I've been there, I've seen there, I've done that, I'm, and I'm not just saying that she's my teammate, but you know, she's destined for greatness. And it's not a matter of if she's going to fight Rousey for the title home or whoever. It's just the fact of the matter is when she gets to that title shot, when it is presented in front of her, she will seize the moment. She will make it hers. And there's going to be a 12-pound gold strap put around her waist. Nice. And she's going to be a champion. I mean, that's just what she's destined for. She's been through too much to not be a champion.
1: I, you know she's what? I, I feel like she's uh, a great athlete, and I think she, uh, you're right. She's actually, these other girls, I was making the case that Misha Tate has fought for the title twice and lost. You know, Cads uh, and lost in 14 seconds. Uh, this other girl, um, Amanda Nunez, lost to Cads Pena hasn't lost since 2013. Uh, she won six fights in a row, if you count the tough fights. I, I think there's a strong case for her to, to get the title shot. Yeah, I agree. You
3: know, the thing is, you know, who knows what the UFC's plans are. Julie would fight for the title on a day's notice. Yeah. I would like to see her get one more fight because if there is one thing I can say from my own pers- personal experiences is, is time in the octagon is you can't put a, a price tag on it. And I think that just one more fight for her to get a little more time in the cage, little more, little more time, one of those bright lights, that's just going to make her more than ready. She can win the title tomorrow, but I think that we could really put the insurance on the claim if she just fights one more time.
1: Now, uh, by the way, being in Vegas right now, are you banging any Vegas strippers?
3: No, I definitely am not. I Everybody's like,
1: oh, man,
3: if you're probably having so much fun in Vegas, dude, you are probably like do all the stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm in training camp. Not only am I in training camp, I'm at the most crucial point where I can't eat sugar. I can't lose sleep. I need to rest. Like, I'm not out banging broads and hanging out at the strip club. I'm literally... <laughs> I'm at home hanging out with John Wood's pug right now. Um,
1: so, I mean, so Bubba, Bubba goes. I'm, not banging shit. I'm hanging out with one. I've got
3: Laney, the pug, but I ain't banging her. So, uh, before
1: fights, Bubba doesn't have sex for 30 days. Are you the same way? Hell no.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'll stop having sex when it's like fight week you know what i mean like if i'm seeing someone i'll bang him up until i have to leave you know what i mean but you know the only time i'm going without sex is when you know it's like i'm in connecticut and it's fight week you know for five days whatever you know what i mean like baba what's wrong with I'm you i'm not looking for tail when i'm trying to make weight <laughs> no i still feel... to mention i don't know how i would get laid when i have weight cut dick i'm a huge weight cutter weight cut I dick. down the weight
0: yeah. I get bad weight. Is cut that a real thing? Weight cut dick? Yeah, you shriveled up like a little raisin. Really? I mean <laughs> yeah, even funny. you? Well, I would say it's, right? it's <laughs> mostly water weight though. It <laughs> looks, looks more like a prune. Bubba's like shriveled. I shriveled up like a
1: little uh uh uh
0: <laughs> Twinkie.
1: No, but, up. Yeah, so like a, What's like wrong with a me is
0: one, I feel I feel extremely strong. Like all that all that testosterone that's building up, I feel like an animal. Two I'm deprived of something that I truly, truly love to do. So it's and in that depravity, do I find my animalistic being? You ever
1: worry about raping your opponent in the ring? The <laughs> no.
2: You know, you actually get more. You actually build up more testosterone having sex. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, uh, really? You it's do amazing. actually. Yeah.
0: Like, like, but, like, but I get, like I get the, said, the depriving yourself. That's like, cool. Like you know, Mike said, it's
2: ninety-nine percent mental. It's, it's depriving yourself. The
3: bears. The bears. No, I was just saying. Everybody's testicles are different. So, you know, different folks different folks. Brother knows that's better than we do. So, Literally. He needs to not have sex
0: right. to I know them. my so, nuts. Kiesa, <laughs> exactly. I've
1: heard some stories about you. I'm not going to name names, but I've heard that you are a down low. You get like tens, like even like celebrity pussy you've gotten. Uh, you're you're a definite guy that like, you know, oh, you're like, really? Fucking Kiesa Tap that? Like, you're like, damn. I mean, come on.
3: Look, let me tell you something. So I'm honestly, I want to write a book on this shit. And it's called No Game. And I'm not, I'm not saying no game like I don't sit around and do anything. It's just guys too, guys try too fucking hard. You know what I mean? You know what chicks like? A good conversation. I'll go talk to a fucking smoking hot chick, and I will not have any intention of banging him. I'll just be a hot chick and be like, that looks like somebody I want to have a conversation with. I'll go up, I'll talk to him. N- not get vulgar, not cross any
1: lines, just literally make
3: conversation. No game. That's what girls
1: like. Now, yeah, uh, now how fun. many, how many, how many yeah. ring girls have you had sex with? Zero. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: that was a
3: Zero. Really? Let me tell you something too. It's just, you know, the, the whole ring girl thing, it's like, they get hit on by fighters all the time. It's all like, the time. If they want something, they're going to go get it themselves. So.
0: Hmm. I I don't know. All right. Okay. I guess my sources are Those aren't the girls that you want though. Like as a fighter, you got the ring girls. I mean, all every guy has tried every, every like I, I guess Horn Dog Dog in in those in the organization that has been at the fights with the ring girls, have said something or tried something. You stand out when you're one of the fighters that aren't trying to talk yeah. to the ring girls. That's what they want. They don't want the guys that are like, "Hey, so After point. I win this fight, what's up?" Bitch, they don't want your punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
3: I'm
0: yeah. It's no game. You know, no, I like, feel you, I'm Mike.
3: Friends with a lot of them, like I'm good friends with Chrissy and Vanessa. Like if I'm in the event you know, during fight week, working, like we we'll all go have lunch, we will all go do fun shit, and they're like my friends. You know what I mean? Like I'm, bu- I'm buying none of this. <laughs> I know what what I mean, it's don't bang your colleagues. You know what I mean?
1: Keep it out of the workplace, especially if you work at a family store. <laughs> L- listen, uh, this is this has been a great. Uh, a, 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 a great interview I fucking, I love you Kiesa I can't wait for your fight I'm going to your fight I, I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas I'll that week good. Uh, so good luck with everything man and have a great Thanksgiving
3: I will thanks guys thanks
1: for having me on take care I was Michael Kiesa
0: thoughts uh, well he's talking about how he doesn't watch tape and you can make those mistakes another thing is I, I fought Southpaw all my fights I'm orthodox for the Jordan Parsons fight, I fought southpaw, so and I I could tell that it messed him up as if he was watching film on me take down people all. No, isn't it as a wrestler you were conventional, to, you were orthodox, you were southpaw. I was southpaw as a wrestler, yeah. Was right foot forward, so I felt comfortable with my movement to do such a thing, and I've been practicing going back and forth. <laughs> but my offense stems from me being orthodox, right? But my counter offense and the way I can move stems from me being southpaw and being able to shoot my shot faster, but. To, to do both and confuse your opponent because he's watched so much film and he has no clue what you're gonna do is is key
1: I love it I love it well listen guys that is the end of our podcast nice. but Bubba Jenkins it was so great to have you back man if uh, you don't
0: got no haters you ain't popping baby
1: yeah fuck the haters <laughs> you're actually I can't believe you actually answered the haters if you don't got no haters you ain't popping baby yeah don't stop answering the haters
0: hey listen if you're gonna hate I'm gonna say something to you. <laughs> it depends on if I know you're truly about it <laughs>
2: Well, I like uh, it wait, wait, entertaining. pretty entertaining the 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 more the more well you get known the more haters you're gonna have you're gonna be spent all day uh, yeah, the, all day long hate ha- answering hate mail I do answer it trust yes. me
0: <laughs> holler at me all you haters get at me so listen people
1: uh, I'm gonna be in El Paso Texas headlining the comic strip this Friday Saturday and Sunday Vegas uh, December 7th to the 12th I'll be headlining the Stratosphere to LA Comedy Club if you're in town for that fight week there's three fights that week uh, Kies is
0: fighting uh, the next night did you book it in Vegas for that yeah you, like when you know where there's some fun fights always, yeah, like, you yeah I know but,
1: I, but the thing is I'm not gonna be able to go to them because I have shows every night but I'll still be able to see all the fans and have the fighters come to the shows and stuff huh. but like sometimes I'll, I'll be able to like take off Saturday and go to the fights but not this time Ugh, but whatever, oh, man. it's all good. Well, I'm gonna be in the area. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you have coming up, Ian?
2: You know, honestly, I got I got nothing to the end of the year. I'm just chilling and working on the at the at the gym with the fighters and not not doing anything uh, comedy related or, or anything like that until the first of the year. So that sounds very um, funny. All right, yes. so uh, you know, hey, I gotta be honest with you. I'm you're chilling. a funny guy, man. Chilling, Get back man. on
1: stage, and you're you're a great comedian. You're oh, honestly you. are a great comedian.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, you need to do it more. <laughs> Not according to the reviews. <laughs> Fuck the reviews. I You're know. a great comedian. If
1: you ain't got no haters, you ain't popular. Exactly. Baby. That's it. it. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thank you. Decipher, D I hyphen cipher, 1 731, coach, 1 uh, 888 731 2622. It is, I'm telling you, everyone needs a personal coach. That's a quote from Bill Gates. Okay? Everyone needs a personal coach, including you. Call Decipher. Uh, and the first time you get a free intake session, if you book it, use the code ROASTED, you get 10% off. Also, American Icon Autographs, dot the best sports, celebrity, and events. Uh, and memorabilia. Uh, so A-I-A-S-E dot com and Tip a Fighter by the way the uh, entire Korean top team is with Tip a Fighter Mm -hmm. and they're all fighting this Saturday yes sir we got
0: five or six of those guys fighting this weekend so definitely show your support for Korean soul so if you like these guys
1: and like the way they're performing okay give them money through Tip a Fighter they got six guys on Tip a Fighter in the Korean top team show your support guys Uh, that's pretty damn awesome so thank you guys so much and have a great Thanksgiving